0: Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I gotta tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBets, bet $50 to win $200. Just bet $50 and win $200 in free bets.
1: Boy, the Greenlight Podcast sure welcomes you today. Cowboy. Mm. Ah! We've got a party of a show today, folks. First, we've got PFT. He's going to talk about his favorite bridges, some bridge-related stories. Then we're going to talk Gronk Retiring and our favorite Gronk stories. And then we'll discuss a couple possible beach code breaks. And then Brian Westbrook, one of the best Eagles of all time, discusses the Mount Rushmore of Philadelphia Eagles with Chris. They both come ready with a couple good lists and a couple discrepancies. Brian also helps us with the outlook of the NFC East for the 2022 season, talks about the possibility of the Eagles making the playoffs, if Carson can survive in Washington, and is there any hope in Dallas? Dr. Fax is also back from Florida. He's going to give you a little recap of the pillow fighting championships. Y'all enjoy. Y'all <laughs> enjoy.
0: Okay, today's flight, I'm your pilot, Nate's co-pilot, got Cowboy Reed up here in the um, first class, impeccably dressed male flight attendant role. That's right. Guys, we're going to have a great day. We've got PFT commenter joining us, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff, we're going to talk about code breaks. Matter of fact, last night, I think I was a part of a really egregious code break situation, uh, got our umbrella stolen at a restaurant. And it was our anniversary, so whoever stole uh, my wife's umbrella—that she stole from somebody before you stole it—I hope. What kind of umbrella? I hope you stubbed the fuck out of your toe. That was our anniversary. To to their defense, it was torrential downpour. I know, but you're just kicking the can down the road for us, man. You don't think that's uh, a code break?
2: It is, but it's just like, what if it was their anniversary? and he didn't have an umbrella, so he's like, let me snag this. Nate, this is far-fetched. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the
2: fact that you guys stole an umbrella- be a
0: good lawyer. Is funny. Or a bad lawyer, I'm not sure which one. F- I'm gonna get you out. The fact that you guys stole it, it- was it also your anniversary. S- stole it first, yeah. Well, she didn't really steal it, she borrowed it. Yeah. Effectively, you know, like never giving it back. But yeah. you, you know, I didn't know, I don't know if there's some code when it comes to umbrellas. You know, like you can't just pick up somebody's umbrella even if it's it's the same color as yours, can you?
1: I think if it's raining, like, uh, it's a little more Wild West. Community. Yeah, it's umbrella. a little... Yeah, exactly. Really? And then you could, like... See? And then you drop it at the next place you go to, the next public Take place. Take a penny, leave a penny. Exactly. Take socialist, a- you're a socialist. <laughs> when it comes to umbrellas, maybe. It's just... When incri- it comes to, <laughs> like, staying dry yeah, in the social outdoors. Social security. Yeah.
0: But, uh... So, uh... What if I have a custom fucking umbrella?
2: That's even better because then you can you can
0: find them on a
2: rainy day. You should just start walking around on rainy yeah. days, yeah, 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 and see who's using that umbrella. Yeah,
0: that'd that, be awesome. That, that to me makes it like a no fly zone. If you have a standard black umbrella, no, actually, no. This is a fucking code break, Matt. Why am I being gaslit here? Why am I allowing myself to be gaslit?
1: uh I, I think if you have a if you have your own personal umbrella yeah you just like hang keep it on your person so it's not in the communal umbrella area yeah Did or, you know or they put, put that they, with the
0: slots and everything for a reason otherwise you know yeah, for people to use it good gracious <laughs> luckily it wasn't raining when we left the restaurant Ooh. My wife's hair looked beautiful it always does happy anniversary Meg a couple days late but you know I'm not going to just have a podcast that comes out the day of our anniversary so I can do it on time. So
2: what did uh, you describe I was confused. What did you describe what what type of anniversary was it? Wedding. Nice. But you said golden. But she was
0: saying it's a golden anniversary of some sort. Like, you know, they, they what do they say golden birthdays? Is that because what they say? Because it's
2: because it was on the 22nd Bear with
0: me here. And and the year is 22. Nobody was yelling this from the the mountaintops. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that she called we're, yeah, our anniversary is the, the is the twenty second of June, and it's two thousand twenty two. And I said we should fifty
3: years, by the way. Yeah, well, uh, she was. So this is
0: our platinum anniversary. And what would have been great <laughs> is had we gotten married in two thousand. Think about that, all twos. Twenty two years at it on the twenty second in two thousand twenty
1: two. Be sweet if you were fifteen when you married. You be an marriage. arranged marriage yeah. for sure.
0: Okay, so anyways. Let's get back on course. Uh, I've got some housekeeping. First things first, uh, the bad news, Tony Saragusa passed away. Um, suddenly, yesterday, I mean like I didn't hear anything to the effect of he wasn't doing well. I loved Tony Saragusa, everybody loves Sir- Tony Siragusa. Um I didn't know him well. I met him one night at a, at a Super Bowl. Like you know, like a lot of times like at the Super Bowl guys go to hang out. Retired players, active players, I was there doing an appearance or something and i ran into saragusa and was like hey you want to drink a beer or two and then it turned into like a couple hours of drinking beer and like where are you going i'll go there like you know he was just he acted like normal we knew each other right. and to me he was like a legend now i know he didn't go to any pro bowls i know he wasn't a superstar but this guy was a legend to me because he was on those awesome defenses and that's such an important um role on those defenses but Beyond that, and you saw this sentiment echoed all yesterday, uh, I think the, the best thing about him from a distance, and after like watching a million YouTube videos of him last night, like this dude was a great teammate. And you knew it anyways, but any mic'd up that I came across I mean he was a league leader in like hugging his buddies him and, and shannon sharp and in yeah.
2: hard knocks like yeah. watching hard knocks yeah when they had the old cameras before hd and all that seeing the interactions yeah. that they would have you definitely feel like that was a guy you would love to be in the locker room with yeah. love to have have as a teammate and then on top of it just being a guy being a huge sopranos fan to see an nfl guy like Having a reoccurring, like a small reoccurring role. It
0: was a bigger role than I remember. Yeah, like and he was he, he was Tony episodes. Yeah,
2: he was Tony Soprano's bodyguard, like yeah. for a few episodes, and he was in big, bigger scenes, but. For him to play that role and to kind of look really look the part, yeah, is, well, it's, it,
0: it's kind method of method acting going on there.
2: Exactly, it's kind of it's kind of like reflecting back and looking at it now, just being yeah. like, yo, he kind of like fit right into that narrative yeah. and into yeah. that show, just not having to change a lot.
0: Well, listen, he was awesome. He was larger than life. Like that's the way people get described. And when you meet somebody like that, you know it immediately that they're like they they say that for a reason. I mean, this this dude just. He acted like you were on one of those teams with him,
2: and is not afraid to make fun of himself because didn't he? Didn't he have the adult Pampers? <laughs> didn't he have the sponsorship yeah. with them? did he have the the yeah. With Pampers with the it, Yeah, yeah, with an adult diaper. <laughs> yeah,
1: with an adult diaper. <laughs> That's that, great.
2: That right there just goes to show, like, hey, he probably get a bag, but like a lot of guys take themselves serious. Like, I would never do that. And for someone like that, it's just like, who's gonna make fun of him to his face about it? To be
0: that <laughs> badass because yeah. he was unquestionably a badass. Badass and on a badass defense, but to be able to be down to earth and not have to carry himself like a total like like hard ass everywhere he goes, like that is a really impressive skill that I think like more dudes could could master. Like you don't have to be an alpha everywhere you go, man. This guy was an alpha, but when you met him, he didn't have to alpha you. He was cool. He was down to earth, and that really made an impression on me. I meet a lot of older players. And uh, you know, like guys like that, make me want to treat younger players that you meet really cool because we are a fraternity, and it hurts when we lose somebody like Tony Sargusa. And then for the Ravens, you lose Jalen Ferguson yeah. the same day. Oh my goodness! And 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 it's just one of the saddest days that you can imagine for a franchise. But I, I'll tell you this, man: like watching his videos and some of these videos that people were claiming were the last videos that he was in and and that sort of thing, he seemed like he was in a really good place you have to acknowledge that what you see from somebody, you never know what they're going through, what's going on health-wise, or like, you know, from a mentality-wise, but like, I have no reason to speculate. He wasn't in a really good place. He seemed happy. I saw a video of him and his wife, like, planting basil. Like, Mm -hmm. I I saw a video of him, like, giving motivational quotes within the last year, and I thought one of the quotes that I saw was really fitting for him. It said, don't go, he, he actually shared this quote. He was doing like a little motivational thing, which I love it when like, the dudes who are a little bit older than us, like dive into the social media cause they never got a chance to do it. So I was excited about this, but his quote that he shared was, um, don't go where there's a path, go where there is no path and leave a trail, which is like, it's a worn out kind of quote, but he lived it. So he gets to say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he really was a trailblazer. Like he was, he was his own guy. He was always his own guy. So rest in peace, Tony Saragusa it was chilling to hear you know, the interview with uh, Howard Stern. And some people, if you've seen the, the interview, it was about his mortality and kind of his dad who had a massive heart attack at 47, presumably a big guy as well, mm-hmm. and you know how some of this stuff is really genetic. So it might not have anything to do with football. Again, I don't want to speculate, but what was really telling about Tony was just how like at peace he was with everything in his life, or seemingly, you know, loved his dad to death, like watched his dad pass away right in front of him, but said that after that day, uh, he's been happy ever since because he lives his life like there's no tomorrow, and that's a, that's the type of guy he he seemed to be. You know, also very open talking about that experience, which I think shows somebody who has like tremendous emotional intelligence, which I think makes you a great teammate, too, um, and a leader, and that's there's no wonder he gets along with people so well. He was an emotionally intelligent cat. Some people were pissed about Howard Stern, the way he was asking those questions, you know, like, did you see the life leave your dad's eyes and stuff? But um, I also think as, a, as an aside, Howard Stern's a great interviewer because he can read the room. Like he's not going to follow up with those questions for somebody who's rattled or is not comfortable talking about it. Tony Saragusa convinced, that, convinced Howard Stern that he was okay to talk about the passing of his dad, the sudden passing of his dad. And that says a lot about Tony Saragusa. He's just got it. He had it together, man. And uh, I hope he was in a good place cause, and hopefully it was quick, whatever it was, man.
2: Do you think with all the CTE stuff, that like with
0: everyone just
2: always having that thought when you see a, a NFL player, hate a, a past NFL that. player die? Do you think that it's tainted now that everyone's gonna always, unless there's a a definite like what's reason? What's, for what's death? the
0: mortality rate for three hundred and fifty pound man? Yeah, he's he's outlived most in America. Exactly. I mean, like he, you know, he he seemed to be happy. He seemed to be. You know, like wh- whatever happened, hopefully had nothing to do with football. Yeah, but I-, I did see a speculative tweet or two yesterday that I just think is always really inappropriate when a football. But player your
2: thought, does. which I have that thought also. Do you think a lot of retired players or ex players, when we hear that? One of our fraternity brothers had passed away. Do you think we're immediately I think having sometimes. that, I having think that sometimes. thought? Like, hey, like, was it football related, or is this something like you think a lot of guys are worried or thinking about that?
0: But I also, yeah, for sure. And I think sometimes it can be a self fulfilling prophecy. It's hard when you see your friends dying. Mm-hmm. But I have friends I grew up with around here that died. Yeah, for you know, sure. I have I have people. You know, I know tons of people that died untimely deaths. I'm not denying the the inherent dangers of football. Yeah. But what I'm also saying is that we shouldn't, especially out of respect for people who just died, um, assume that they died because of a certain thing. Yeah. And even if you, you know, as, and I don't speculate on Tony's death, but there's no reason to believe it had anything to do with this. But naturally, there's going to be people with shitty takes. I hate speculating. Yeah. I just, and I think people, it does bother me. This is a sensitive spot for me. I have a dad who played in the NFL for 13 years. When people tell me how it's going to end for me and for my family or for my dad who played in a totally different league, uh, who by the way is one of the smartest, most even keeled kindest people I know who's not erratic. Who's quite the opposite. I wish he was more erratic. Mm -hmm. Can't even get him to go on the river with me because he's he's afraid of snakes and shit. (laughs) He's not crazy. He's very sound of mind. And, um, and I hate that, that people assume and, and, and cherry pick some statistics yeah you know it is dangerous cte is real we're also big people yeah for sure you know what i mean and we also happen to be a little bit different you got to be a little different to play in the nfl i just don't like people cherry picking um and saying well because i'm noticing that people i heard of passed away in their 50s or 60s or 40s you know there's some giant conclusion to be gleaned from that there's a lot of guys who are gonna leave football, and and they are right now living really happy, healthy lives, and you're not hearing about all those guys. You know, nobody's talking about Alan Page, or like there's some really bright guys that played football. I mean, Jack Kemp ran for president, that doesn't make you bright, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of guys that went on to live really quietly successful or loudly successful lives that we don't talk about, and it does feel like as players sometimes we can't catch a break, and people are just dropping left and right, we did play a dangerous sport. It does damage us irreparably in a lot of cases, but I don't think every death always has to do with football. Good news now in housekeeping. That was deep for, for to start the show, but you know sometimes it gets deep around here, you know? Gronk has retired. Again. Again, so we're gonna to talk to PFT about that. I will ask him what his favorite Gronk memory was or favorite Gronk play. I'll tell you what my... my there's a lot of funny directions I could go with this with Gronk. Uh, But on the football field, it's the play with 7.30 to go in the Super Bowl. It's the seam route or whatever it was on Corey Littleton that Brady had to hit. The game's tied 3-3. They haven't moved the ball all day. I'm watching this Super Bowl just dumbfounded at how little offensive production there is. And Tom Brady, to be fair, put it on his fucking beeper, dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, it was a beautiful throw. But it's the luxury of having that big target that you know can create mismatches and will snag that ball like Velcro, wherever you put it, yep. uh, in the biggest situations. And having that confidence to go to him, that's the stability of having a guy like Gronk for a long time. So very important to Brady on the field, but also very important to Brady's legacy. Brady made that throw, but that's a big throw and catch. And that to me is as big a Super Bowl for Tom Brady as any, ever, because who knows if he's like, fuck it, I'll go down to Tampa and try my hand. I mean, they just lost to Nick Foles and the Eagles. Uh, right. Yep. So that stung, and it had been a while for them. Now, it had been 2016, it had been three, four years or whatever, Tom needed that Super Bowl. He didn't need it, but it meant a lot to him. I know it did. Scrappy win for them, huge play. Also, I remember when we were in London playing Rob Gronkowski, uh, and we got just fucking blasted by the Pats. Like just, we scored the opening touchdown, Chris Givens uh, on a bomb from Sam Bradford, and we were all like, oh my God, we're gonna beat the Patriots, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then they scored 44 unanswered points dude it was like Brady throwing darts and Gronk caught a lot of them he caught one for a touchdown and did the royal guard thing with the ball if you guys remember that he was like stomping around like he was a royal guard That's guy as only he bit. could So
1: he had 8 for 146 and 2 touchdowns in that game <laughs> Yes, 45 to 7 final yes. score
0: yes it was ugly our linebackers <laughs> had a tough day uh, let's damn. bring James Laronitis on the program Want to talk about worst flight home yeah, that's a bad flight that was a bad <laughs> flight dude I went, I went home people went out and partied in London and I just tried to chew like as many Lunesta as I could <laughs> could not fall asleep didn't fall asleep on the plane it was awful um, but that's Gronk on the field Gronk off the field one I don't want to say favorite but very interesting memory was he went to speak at University of Rhode Island one year is at a university, right? And uh, he requests to play a game of uh, like thinly veiled "Mary fuck kill" with uh, Rex Ryan, Tim Tebow, and Betty White. Reed, your gal. Uh, he have tr- of course chose to fuck Tebow to take his virginity. Well, I would ask Tebow to get take his virginity. <laughs> a university dude I didn't say it if you're like dude I got kids in the car talk to Rob Gronkowski he's talking to um, an institute of higher learning he's out here doing MFK in the 21st century Uh, anyways whatever you want to call him he was one of a kind so, uh, in some of the same vein that Tony Saragossa was one of a kind. There's a guy who, who did not go where, where there was a path. So, uh, we'll talk to PFT about that. And then we also have Brian Westbrook on today to talk about the thing that went viral yesterday on Eagles Twitter, which is super easy to do. <laughs> it's easy to get e- Eagles Twitter riled up. Elliot Shore Parks, who's a media member in Philly, tweeted out his Mount Rushmore of Eagles players. So, this should be contentious, interesting, but cordial. Um, and in other Eagles news uh, this week, I was actually at a Little League game. Shout out to J- Jack Pot and Christopher, okay. uh, my godson Christopher. Shout out to Marcus Higgins, uh, and, and Swerve, who, who have made really athletic kids. Yeah. They're both all-stars, you yeah. know. so I'm at you know, all-star games, which are really cool. I meet somebody from Philly. This gal is telling me a story. She was in the drunk tank down below uh, the vet. And I've never actually talked to somebody in detail about a drunk tank experience down the vet. Man, it sounds like El Salvador, like down there, dude. Okay, you know drug lords like Omar Navarro. If you watch, uh, if you watch like uh, Ozark, as I do, this season is fucking fire. Don't spoil it for me. Omar Navarro would feel unsafe in the Philly drunk tank, dude. That's so stadiums probably, have drunk tanks? No, only the Eagles stadium, dude, for a long time. I think I don't think <laughs> wow. they have it anymore, but there were so many fucking, uh, you know, just That's total so degenerates in that stadium wow. that they actually had to house all the degenerates down there. So, I mean, yeah... If I'm a made man and I want protection, that might be the most unsafe place of all time. And I'll tell you why. Listen to this story. First, she gets her fucking hand smashed in the metal door and it's like profusely bleeding. And she says she's just wiping blood all over the windows like she's in fucking solitary confinement, dude. Like she's Hannibal Lecter. And obviously she's fucked up. She's wiping blood all over that thing. They took her shoelaces. Yeah. Because they thought she was yep. crazy. But she was just mad they closed standard. the door. <laughs> yeah, like standard. And then this woman comes in. And it's like a situation like, what are you in for? She's like, blowjob. Blowjob? <laughs> what do you mean? She's like, I "Got caught giving my, my husband a blowjob. <laughs> so she's in the drunk tank. Because she, she's close talking. <laughs> close talking this woman. Uh, and next thing you know, they get into a physical altercation. Blowjob lady's got my new friend in a headlock. So... You know, it's just crazy, man. It's just, it's just fucking cartel guy get killed by a woman who's in for a blowjob. Oh I mean, that's the God. type of thing that can happen down at that drunk tank. Uh, if anybody, any of our listeners have stories from the drunk tank, please tweet us at Greenlight. Westbrook and I will not talk about that. We will talk about the Mount Rushmore of Eagles players. So stick around for that after PFT. And I want to wish everybody a National Hydration Day. It is National Hydration Day. We are Hydrated Kings Shout out to AQA. You know. Yeah, talking rain, great water. Yeah, talking rain. Partners on the charity Jake side. They saw lights. they saw us drinking liquid death and they were like, "What what what gives?" Really? Yeah, and I was like, "Send the chat." Well, well,
2: fill it up. Like let's where, talk. where's the where's the pallet of water where's at? my
0: pallet, dude. Where's the pallet of water at?
2: Yeah. They better hurry up, because I might get that liquid death tattoo. Just trying to verify that. Just trying to verify that Please,
0: rumor. Send us money. For the free water for life. Send us money. We got to make sure Fax doesn't get the liquid death tattoo. Although you would get internet famous, and that would be really good. You already are, but you'd be like next level. And that would be really good for the pod. So if you feel like doing that. Uh All right, So so there is one more thing. And I was in an absolute flow state, like, until this moment. I really, I mean, like... I know you guys think, God, did Chris turn the corner? Is this show going to be more tightly produced and executed? No, I just got a haircut yesterday. That's all it is, dude. And thanks for complimenting me, Reed, you motherfucker. Your ears lowered? Got your ears lowered? Yeah, I got all that stuff, dude. (laughs) She left a little waterfall in the back, a little cascade. Anyways, I think I scored a point in white guy bingo last night. And um, I want you guys to rule on this here. This is actually pointed out. Jimmy, Give the umbrella but. stolen? Huh? No, his umbrella. I, That's definitely. Now, a me point. personally, I don't use umbrellas. Never have. Never have, dude. If I'm gonna get a little water in my hair, actually, it kind of looks good. You know what I mean? Get a little uh, Ryan Gosling look to you, minus the face. Feel you. And um, what's the movie where they make out in the rain, but they don't remember each other? Oh, did uh, look like you start looking like Ryan Gosling in the rain. Oh, I see what That's what the rain makes my hair feel like. <laughs> no, so last night there was just an insane lightning storm, dude. Like multiple lightning strikes in my purview. I do this thing where I count the seconds after the strike to tell you how how many miles away. And every time the lightning hits, I give my wife an update because it's important. So I'm wondering is that something white guys do? Now, Nate, is that something black guys do? So. <laughs> if I knew accurately three
2: miles away what you're talking about, yeah, I did used to do it when I did know the whole thing of spacing out it's like spacing out the thunder and the lightning or the yeah, show like how close sound. it is the they used to the, the, they used to say know what I remember it from, I feel like. The baseball league I played in—that's how they used to be. Like, nope, the game's over. It's Yo, too that's close. True. When you're like, in the league, look how far and, we've come
0: with that. And the umpire—the the
2: umpire will be—they will be counting, and they'll be like, "What are you counting?" And be like, "Oh, if it's this, then we can play. Oh, but if it's this, then it's too close." And now thinking about that—that's incredible. Now you just look down at your Apple Watch, and
0: it's like, "Hey, hey, hey go in the house." <laughs> I'm really glad. We. I'm really glad. That the thought came back to me, Nate, because this is incredible that one day we're going to be able to tell our kids, like, fuck, right now we're going to be able to tell our kids, like, we used to have to use the lightning counting system <laughs> to not get hit by lightning. To know if we're safe or not. I mean, my God. Dude, times have changed. So, yeah. So, so that's a universal thing. I guess so. I don't get a point. Maybe not. I don't want to get a point. That's good. <laughs> Actually, it was Meg was like, you should do that on your fucking white guy bingo segment. That's and then funny. like walked away. I'm joking, she didn't do that. She laughed. Um,
3: <laughs> I agree, that's a white guy bingo point.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like a white do dad it. thing. Do a guy in, regularly. Yeah, guy in cargo shorts. I'm wearing fucking cargo <laughs> right now, dude. Stone Island though. <laughs> you got hoochie
2: daddies on. That's the new term. What ter- the fuck is a hoochie daddy? That's the new term. Really? For shorts that are high
0: above your knees like that, that men well, are I'm wearing. I'm sitting right now. You know, hoochie daddies. Don't skip leg day. (laughs) (laughs) Hoochie daddies. Uh, Nate, you you just got back from Florida. Yeah. Survived Florida. Talk to me about it. You were down there for pillow fights. Yeah, came back. um, Rise events, PFC,
2: um, professional pillow fighting champion, unfortunately my How much friend did
0: rise pay you to say that they didn't pay me anything <laughs> okay, okay. they didn't pay me anything you. i wish <laughs>
2: i <laughs> they wish. didn't pay you to go be the I, corner I, man for I, the people that are I, catching I,
0: up nate went down there I w-
2: it was actually like to be, a to corner be honest man in a pillow fight to, to be honest it was a great event to that to speaking of the corner the corner thing yeah it was kind of a little unorganized on the back end of stuff.
0: I could imagine.
2: Or they tightened things up. They told the fighters one thing before the night, and then the night of I guess every fighter had a list of four people they wanted in their corner and they chopped that down to two. So I didn't get this could get have to been be co- in the corner. COVID,
0: right? Oh, it's Florida.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't get to be in the corner, but I was still front row and I got to see all the other fights. There was eight MMA fights.
0: I got to see the the fake fights. The real Uh, fight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then then
2: the pillow fights were sprinkled in. Got to see my friend Kendall Volker fight. Shout out to Kendall. Unfortunately, she didn't win. They're still putting together the rules, and halfway through the match, they informed Kendall that she couldn't swing the pillow with two hands on the pillow. That's her her game. She was training that way. Yeah, and she surprised me, too. She did this acrobatic move at the start of the second round where she did a cartwheel and after the cartwheel she did this wild swing of the pillow and her opponent at the time was trying to do some roundhouse she was trying to do some type of move where she was off the ground and Kendall connected with her and the optic of it was really crazy because she hit her in the face, knocked her down and it was, it was pretty exciting.
0: It, they it, should do these fights <laughs> on beds. <laughs> that is literally the way to. F- you want to fix or this sport? Oh, I'm not saying yeah. the sport needs to get fixed, Nate. But what I'm hearing here is upper management might be a little understaffed. Maybe I think so. With an organizational vision, the the way to do that is to raise cap. look, now I can sell a pillow listen, fighting league. am where the, the bro, people are fighting on beds. Thinking when you fall thinking off, head, you can
2: hit the dresser. Listen, how cool would that be? Thinking ahead, bro. Yeah. We have a lane. Yeah. If they start, if they start tag team. Me and you, bro, we will take out any of the men's, guaranteed. Gu- yeah, but, guaranteed, bro.
0: But if it gets big enough that we're going to want to do
2: it, like there'll be legit dudes in there. Oh, um, No offense to the current pillow fighters. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Because it looks like right now, and I'm sorry to anyone who takes offense to of this, it looks like the people who are pillow fighting are low level MMA guys that are maybe not getting they into... They probably know that. I mean, we're, we're yeah, talking around a lot on this show, yeah. but they probably know that. But yeah, they, they're pro- that probably can't they're get the fights. But also, the reason yeah. why is also is, I think the winners of these these certain fights of the pillow, they were... I know if Kendall had won, she would have won $5,000. Yeah. And that for some of those guys who are in the fighting ring... That's a lot like, of money. The MMA guys in some of these fights that they're having, they're not... The chance to win that amount of money they're not getting. Yeah. Um so I think a lot of guys just for that reason they don't care like if it's a pride strike or whatever to be like hey I'll go do this like on the weekend here and there to potentially oh, great, win. I've had,
0: had to watch the fucking like Miami Dolphins <laughs> betting five grand on them like I'll go fucking pillow fight for five grand. Yeah. No offense I goddamn it was the first team in my head but last year you played in some low scoring games. Yeah. I know that's going to change this year. First,
2: first time ever seen. Have you ever seen an MMA fight in, um, in person? Like person?
0: Yeah. You have? Yeah in St. Louis it, so, wasn't a, it wasn't UFC but it was Bellator. These
2: These. were wasn't either but yeah I've never seen it before and I can say I'm unsure <laughs> if I would enjoy it like a lot like if I if we had to like cover UFC or something like that all the time
0: you're unsure if you could do
2: that yo the sound of st- of hearing someone get punched in their face very very hard like by a pillow. No, 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 no! This is oh, there you, was actual I, sorry, MMA. I, I went back, so my bad. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> no, Go you're ahead. fine. Go there ahead. was actually MMA, and that's what I'm saying. Going from watching someone get hit with a pillow yeah, really hard, Some of the oohs and eyes, but then seeing someone get clocked in their face. I I seen a dude get kicked, like a dude get a running kick in his face. And, like, he fall, and, like, the dude, like, follow through, like, on him. And I was just like, this is, like, you know what it is when you're watching it, but seeing it in person is a different Kyle thing. Kyle Long
0: could fight MMA. You think just so? Just because of his sheer, sheer size. Now, the yeah. rounds could have to be a lot shorter. If I was pitching a league for Kyle, I would say five rounds of 12 seconds <laughs> each. Usually these are going to go about I almost actually, a round. I actually
2: like that because then with that, you would have to be a real technician to get someone to tap out because that's my biggest gripe. If I ever want to do MMA, if anyone's about to bend my arm back or my leg or my ankle, I'm tapping out before it even hurts.
0: Oh, yeah, no like, question. Like, but, you're not
2: you're But not I think the scary thing about
0: Kyle is not only his sheer size, but you weren't here for this. He came in the other day <laughs> with mud on his big, giant foot from Boston. Golfing. And he was in Boston yesterday. So he had mud from the golf course on his big, stinky foot. And if I were Kyle and I was fighting in an MMA uh, league, I would just, I would roll up like that. And then people are like really frightened of your kick. Like not only are you gonna All get that. knocked knocked out, but it, it's gonna smell like Bigfoot's dick. Can, like, you, but,
2: can you imagine a spinning elbow from your brother? I can't imagine any like, of that. Stuff. take someone's head off. Mm-mm.
1: Wouldn't wouldn't the foot stank almost act like a smelling salt, though? Because if you knock dude. somebody out, but then that kind of lingers, no, then the person think, gets
0: back up. No, because, like, dead people smell themselves. I mean, like, it doesn't no, wake dead to. people up. That's how Kyle's foot smells. Like death, dude. To. So, yeah, anyways. <laughs> anyways, I sent him the social the other day. Like, Kyle, you okay with me putting this picture of your gross... <laughs> giant foot on the internet and i was like there was a five minute delay i was like fuck he's uncomfortable we found the wall with him and he texted me back and he's like uh i love that social so he's
1: but he, he knew how to do it he just held his foot right at the camera and then wave with his toes he waved it was it was gross so quick this, yeah qu-
2: quick shout out i seen one fight that you know you're not supposed to judge a book by by its cover this chick gracie greco I'm not gonna lie. When I seen you line up for this fight.
0: Gracie Greco. That's her name. She has two names of disciplines inside her name. She's Dude. Gracie and Greco Roman <laughs> wrestling. Like if that, like you named your kid to Dude, be a
2: fighter. like. I don't know if it's part of her swag or whatever, but she looked like she was out of place. Like that she should not be in a boxing rink and that's her demeanor. Yeah, Dude, when this fight started, you want to talk about a technician. This girl <laughs> punched this other girl. She was punching this connecting with jabs and I've never seen a like in person watch someone's eye swell up and you actually see the color and like the eye getting bigger and bigger yeah, over it's time. It it it's very disgusting, but shout out to her because she won her fight like like unanimously and it was just for me it was just like Yo, like I really thought I'm like oh my god, this girl looks like she's out why, like she she's outmatched and looks like she's going to get beat up. Yeah. And it was the total opposite. I Her
1: nickname be, is Killer. It is. And yeah, it she is fights out of killer. Virginia. Yeah, yeah. She's 21 years old. What is, she honestly looks like if Katy Perry threw up dude. She looks
0: like all the the women at ACAC. Yep. Right, right. And that's not slanderous. I'm just saying. Anyways, yeah, shout out to all those people. Yeah it was
2: a good It was a good overall yeah, the most event.
0: violent sports in America, yeah. well MMA for sure, but the pillow fighting as well. So:
3: No way that's a real name, by the way. R- right. I can't find it, but like no way uh, fighters named Gracie Greco.
0: It's no, too perfect. No chance, dude. No chance. Gracie Greco.: That's like if the, uh, if the chairman of the IOC became a porn star. <laughs> Dick Pound. <laughs> he, he'll, he'll weigh in once a year. Damn near breaks the scales, but he, he weighs in once a year on some Olympic. you know, like, I'm trying to read a, a, an important article about human rights violations in the nation that's gonna be holding the Olympics, and it's like Dick Pound <laughs> assembled with, like, come on. Anyways, shout out to Dick Pound. It's always good when you get a Dick Pound mention in the in the open. We're gonna get to to PFT. Listen, the other day I was watching the College World Series. Uh, there was a Gummy, there was a bridge on TV. It was this winding serpentine looking ass bridge in Omaha. Which goes to show you, I don't watch College World Series enough because I figure there's not a lot to come out of commercial with, no offense to Omaha. I don't want it to be the new Ames, Iowa because I've heard it's a lovely place.
1: No, you're right, it's lovely but not much going on.
0: But yeah, like how many things can you like, hey, right. other than like this is a building or there's, there's a cool car museum or this is a cool city park. Like what differentiates the, you know, the features of Omaha? It's this dope bridge. And I'm looking at the bridge and I'm thinking about bridges and I'm like, let me tweet about some bridges. And PFT hits me up and and jumps in the fray. And I'm all excited about having him on and talk about bridges. Fast forward today, I don't give a fuck about bridges, man. I'm over it, dude. I woke up the next morning and looked at my tweets like uh, like somebody looks at text messages with their ex or something like the next day, dude. I was like, hey, I love Bridges, but do I need to have PFT on to talk about Bridges? So we're gonna talk about PFT, about Bridges, hopefully very briefly. I'm gonna hopefully get them off the subject and then we'll move on to Gronk and the rest of it. But here's uh, our friend, uh, Eric. Cause he's been calling in without sunglasses. So when he doesn't have sunglasses on, I call him Eric. Eric, PFT, whatever you want to call him, here he is. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to see what all the hype was about. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash greenlight. Again, that is athleticgreens.com greenlight to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate
4: daily nutritional insurance. All right, we won't keep you in suspense any longer. <laughs> Here's Bridge Talk. <laughs> That's the draw of having him on this podcast,
0: dude. Oh, oh so yeah.
4: Did, dude. All right, $75,000 so. an episode for that.
0: <laughs> okay, good. PFT's here, and uh, the other night, I was, uh, I was on an edible, admittedly, and uh, was thinking about bridges, and was like, that'd be a good Twitter topic to just pop off, and uh, lo and behold, I was right. People were just sending pictures of bridges. PFT and I got into a little bridge disagreement. It was beef. It was beef, bridge beef. The worst kind of beef.
4: It was the bridge that you posted was just, it was mind boggling to me because (laughs) it didn't need to be a bridge. It's just a bridge that's over land. It's Mm -hmm. like, why did, why did we have to incorporate, you know, thousands and thousands of man hours and this probably spent millions of dollars to make a bridge best case scenario you get on there. And can you imagine getting on that bridge and not having filled up your tank of gas and you're on there for <laughs> that's
0: a really hours. That's a good point. No, there's like a a bridge in Louisiana that's twenty something miles long. I mean, that's a big problem, especially right now. I disagree with you. Uh, we're just going to be cordial about this. Uh, we're gonna. It's not about us. It's about the bridges. Okay. You know? Yeah. Good point. So um, we're gonna be cordial about this. I think your take is fucking awful because any engineer would tell you what is it called, Matt? The <laughs> Millau Viaduct. Thank you, you French-speaking <laughs> motherfucker. I love that bridge because it's an engineering masterpiece and it's good for the planet. If you don't like the planet, don't worry about it. But what it does is shave at least an hour off your commute into Spain because we're in southern France. Uh, and think about all the people that are going into uh, northern Spain from that area. They're driving cumulatively a lot less, and that's a lot less carbon. So it's not only beautiful, but it's good for the environment.
4: Well, what if you have to pee on the bridge?
0: <laughs> Just then, then do like Dave Matthews Band did.
4: He just dumps shit onto all the poor people from Andorra. No, nobody. <laughs> right, that's all the country of Andorra is right underneath that bridge. They're just dumping all their excrement onto them.
0: No, they're not poor. They live in southern France, dude. If you're poor in southern France, that's like living in Manhattan, dude. For any like, It's just the quality of life is so great. You're as rich as the richest guy in Manhattan. You could be a poor guy in southern France. The only thing that sucks is you gotta look up at that bridge.
4: Yeah, so I guess it, it speaks to something a little bit deeper in me. That I just don't like bridges in general. I'm not a fan. I, I don't like I don't like looking at them. I don't them. like driving over them. Now <laughs> I, I'm okay with looking at pictures of bridges sometimes, but there's something about a giant structure in general. And I, I do have like a, a deep-seated fear of heights. But if I look at like a big ass bridge. I start to get sweaty, I get like nervous. It's I don't know what it is, but I just and all, I'm not a fan of bridges. I'm a land guy. I all bridges, way.
2: all bridges sway too. So like when you have to stop, if you're ever in traffic mm, on a bridge, a like the George Washington Bridge in New York is the if you ever have dead stop traffic on that and you actually realize, "Hey, this bridge is moving." Yep. Swaying back and forth, it actually gets very hey, very hey, scary. Bro. Hey bro,
0: we're not even talking about tunnels. Yeah, like, you're afraid on a bridge? What are you doing in a tunnel in a fucking traffic jam? That's, dude. A, that's a whole I've seen too many story. movies. I'd rather be on a bridge. I love bridges, admittedly. Um, I had the worst panic attack of my life on a bridge, though. But I was <laughs> coming back. But it was, yeah, because you know you can't get off and everything. But it was also the fact that it was Atlantic City, no shade. And we were out at like revel all night and like this was in the cigarette smoking Jack Daniels days and I was stuck with one of those hangovers on the way to the airport in Philly on one of their beautiful bridges, it's a gorgeous bridge, but we couldn't get off and I had a terrible panic attack. And I'm glad you said you don't like bridges because I didn't prepare for this segment. Like I I invited you on under the guise of talking about bridges (laughs) and fully intended upon us talking about bridges for about 30 minutes, Uh but then I just fucking did a bunch of other stuff
4: the last two days. That's fine. I get it. But I, I do want to talk about bridges. Though It's interesting that you brought up that one bridge leaving Atlantic City. That's the first time I had a panic attack was looking at that bridge. I swear to God, I was driving up. Listen, I was driving up from Charlottesville, right? I was growing up on a little trip with the lady at the time. And we're going up to this bridge and I'm looking at it. I no. just start to panic. I start to just I my hands sweat. I look at it. I'm like, what if I drive off this bridge? Like, what if the bridge collapses? I start thinking of, like, all the worst things (laughs) that could possibly happen to me on this bridge. And I have to, like, start breathing deeply. And I've never had that feeling before. And it was that fucking bridge that gave it to me.
0: Dude, my group of high school friends were all at that bachelor party. Anytime the song Lazy Day by Willie Nelson comes on, they think about that time because I had to... Uh, I had to open all the windows and turn on Lazy Day to feel good. And then when I got to the airport, I legitimately hid in the bathroom for 20 minutes. That's how bad the panic attack was. Oh my I couldn't even come out, dude. So yeah, I'm no. with you, and I'm constantly thinking about when I pull up to a bridge. What's the exit strategy? But all beautiful things are also dangerous, dude. And that's the the, the same is true for bridges. So, like, yeah, you gotta think a little bit about, do I roll the windows down a little bit? You know, like, let some water in? You know, because you see in the movies, you don't want all the water to come in, you want some of the water to come in. Do I open my door a little bit? Like, what do I do? You never open your door. Is my seatbelt on? Opening your door is the worst thing. Yeah, you you never open your door. Good, do I have one of those things that, um, you know, uh, 27-year-old women get from their dads at Christmas that break the... Yeah. yeah, and never have one of those. So yeah, with the thought is there. I want to let's keep it positive. I'll give you a couple. Okay. New River Gorge Bridge. It's gorgeous, aptly named. Yeah, um,
4: I, I do like that one. Um, yeah. I'm st- I'm terrified of it, but I it's a beautiful bridge for sure.
0: Floated under it. It's gorgeous. Um, Rainbow Bridge in Bridge City. Some uh, uh, you know uh, one of the listeners sent in a mm-hmm. uh, a picture of this gorgeous bridge. It's kind of like a fucking. It's like. You know, two straight. How, how do I describe this bridge, Matt? Marvelous feat of engineering. It's
3: too. H- it's too big. Hanging in the Louvre,
0: to be honest. Yeah, okay, there yeah, we go. Yeah.
4: Are you guys anti hanging in the Louvre guys too? <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll get to
0: that. So, it's basically Rainbow Bridge is two big hills that meet in the middle. And you got to drive yeah. up the hill and down the hill unless I'm seeing it when it's like in drawbridge mode. Yeah. Uh if that's the case and take it off the list. It's a through truss bridge, a special type of bridge. Yep. I also through truss. You know your bridges. And I also like uh A bridge that's coming in the future, the bridge, uh the Bering Strait bridge that's gonna come in the near future. Yeah, it's not it's not it hasn't dropped yet.
4: Oh, so you're just anticipating. It might be a big disappointment.
0: It might be like Drake's album, album, dude
4: (laughs) What? (laughs) 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 It might be like ah anyways, never
0: mind. I couldn't let you finish without I had the same fucking thought. I'm Uh, just not into that, Facts. The disco music. The disco music. Bro, I was I was on the beach when it
2: dropped. At a high price hotel, and it was right on the money
0: the entire trip. The entire trip. I knew you were in South Beach, and I was like, if anybody likes this right now, it's Nate. You know I do. So, um, all right. And then lastly, the Dan Yang Kun Grand Bridge, which is the world's longest bridge at 102 miles. That's I just like it because it's got to be terrifying to be on that bridge. So if you're on that bridge, you're like a fucking wingsuit guy. That's too long. It you got is. balls if you, if you cross that bridge. But, like, what happens if you break down? Like, oh, like what happens? It's a train bridge. Oh. Now, okay, imagine okay. being on a, like a... That's a, even worse. Imagine, where is this? Uh, I don't want to be...
3: It's in China, roughly parallel to the Yangtze River.
0: Of course. Mm-mm. Imagine you're in one of these fucking Chinese train cars, which looks super sterile, and you're, you're the only person on the train. It's nighttime, <laughs> and you're just driving, or daytime, and you're just driving 102 miles on a train, dude. And it's just water.
4: Man, I'm telling you, like nighttime I would be fine with. During yeah. the day, when you like look over the edge and you're going super fast, that shit scares me. I and that's my, my fear of heights. I went on a um I went on a trip to Ecuador like ten years ago. By the way, if you've never been to Ecuador, put that on your short list, Galapagos Islands. Oh right? yeah? Is that where the awesome. Galapagos Islands are? It's it's the coolest place on earth by far. It's it's my favorite. I want to go back there for every vacation that okay. I take. Nice. Go to the Galapagos.
0: A lot of biodiversity there.
4: Tons. Well, yeah, a lot of biodiversity, a lot of a lot of species that are um, endemic to the islands, mm. not just native. So they're only found on those islands. Yes. So the like sea lions and shit will come right up to you. It's amazing. You can go. I, I was snorkeling and a, a sea lion just like came to me and, and tried to play fetch with me using a sea cucumber, like in the water. It <laughs> would bring me a sea cucumber and would like drop it for me. And then it would wait for me to throw it, but I couldn't get it under the water. So it would go fetch it and bring it back. Just breathtaking stuff. Um, to say nothing of the
0: tortoises. Were you on? My, were you? You were. Were you macro dosing or micro? Were you micro dosing
4: at this? Well, yeah. Oh. No, I got there. I took a giant, giant mug of ayahuasca, so it's quite possibly <laughs> I just hallucinated the entire trip, and it never happened. But this sea lion was very friendly to me. Uh, um,
0: you, you got any bridges you want to hit before we talk about um, a human sea lion, uh, Rob yeah. Gronkowski?
4: Yeah, um, I, I'm a big fan of the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. That's uh. more of a um, You know, it's personal to me. It's nostalgic. Yeah, I I, I grew up rooting for that bridge. So my dad rooted for that bridge. I'm a fan of of that bridge, too. Um, (laughs) The Chesapeake Tunnel is actually pretty cool. If you go from the eastern shore of Virginia and you go down to, like, Norfolk, Newport News area, to get there, you're on a bridge, but it actually goes underneath the water at one point like from a bridge, it's crazy. Yeah, you it looks like it just
0: enters like the earth. It just like, is that the picture that when somebody sent that in there, that's super cool.
4: Yeah, like have you You probably went to King's Dominion a lot when you were a kid, right? I, I, I promise did, you yeah. I didn't,
0: dude. I oh, never went to King's Dominion. That was like my never family. Never went to Monticello, never went that to that King's That was my Dominion. family
2: trip from New York. We used to get into a van with my cousins and my aunt and drive all the way down. Yeah. And we used to stay at the beach and we would take a day from the beach to go to King's Dominion.
0: Never so been never on a the, roller uh, coaster.
4: You remember the you've Anaconda never, ride there? I've heard yes. of it.
0: I was scared yeah. when the other kids would talk about it.
4: Yeah. So the Anaconda is like the Chesapeake Bay Bridge tunnel that goes like yeah. underneath the water real quick. But you've never been on a roller coaster? <laughs> He's like, I do not want to let that go. Space Mountain count? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've been on Space
0: Mountain. That's it. But well, you've
2: never been like Six Flags. I've never or...
0: been on like a proper outdoor roller coaster.
4: No way. Promise you, dude. Wow. Yeah, dude. <laughs> never. The, the Tacoma Bridge. Do you know about the Tacoma Narrows look Bridge? Let me look it up. So look up the video of that thing because this is what really freaks me out about bridges. Um, the bridge collapsed on itself and it uh it started swaying side to side and got in such a frequency by some I forget the name of the the physical phenomenon that bridge can fall into, but they start swaying with each other. And then the swaying like makes the other side of it sway more and more and more. centripetal force. And then it just straight up collapses. Well,
0: the problem here is that de- I'm seeing the depth of the stiffening girders is
4: eight feet. Oh, <laughs> well, that's not nearly deep enough. <laughs> You're telling me, buddy. I've seen a <laughs> bridge or two. <laughs> Look at the video of it, though. It's crazy. Okay. It's like I'm watching the-, the wind started blowing it one day.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, I've seen this. I've seen this
2: gif like when you're stopped on a bridge. That's honestly like you couldn't tell me that's not what it's doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then
4: it just breaks. Then the entire bridge just collapsed. There have been bridges that have had cars on them where it yeah. collapses and people die. But I don't think that was one of them. I am a big fan of draw bridges though. I like a good drawbridge.
0: I love drawbridges, and then I love when like tugboats go under the drawbridge, like and you yeah. like yeah. We didn't need to have that open for you, buddy.
2: I was it's just like, a, <laughs> and when you're in Florida, anywhere in South Florida, when you're near the beach to get to the highway, you have to go over one of those drawbridges. And this past weekend, like I was waiting at a drawbridge for probably 25 minutes, caught two
0: lights, like yeah.
2: waiting for it, yeah, and just to watch a little sailboat go through, and you're like this is why everyone this is, this is the traffic. Fort
0: Lauderdale has the same problem
4: <laughs> alright so <laughs> when I walk underneath the door frame and I, I duck my head I'm like yeah I don't want to bump that yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly it's the same
0: energy which is a, okay so that one same energy you, you, you've been talking about phrases you don't like on macro dosing that's yeah. one that I, I don't like same energy keep that same energy Yeah. let's, get, let's not keep that same energy <laughs> what let's about, lose that energy what about I don't know about that one chief <laughs> Are you that one back? No, I like that one because there's like a, a gif that goes with it where there's this like anime guy and he's like, I don't know about yeah. that one, chief. Yeah. I you like know, like if too. you pair that with the gif, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Gronk, one of our favorites, has retired, quote unquote. Do you believe him, BFT?
4: No. I think, I think Gronk's just like, I don't feel like going to work today. That's it. It's the new sick day retirement in the NFL. He, yeah, no, Gronk is a big fan of professional wrestling. He treats he treats his life like WWE. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing more pro wrestling than being like, okay, I'm retiring and coming back like three weeks later, and be like, okay, I'm gonna break my retirement match. You know, if it's a ladder match against the Undertaker, then yeah, I'll come back with that. Yeah. So Gronk is gonna come back, if not like week one, he'll probably be back like November.
0: Yeah. I think he's just skipping camp, in all honesty. I think there's a money issue. So um it had me thinking what is Gronk's shining moment? What's your favorite personal Gronk moment? Cause I, I was like going down a, a rabbit hole. There's moments that are so good I forgot them. You There's know, like, so many good moments, yeah. I, I'm like, holy shit, this, anybody else would have been fired and, and, uh, and canceled <laughs> six times
4: yeah. now So some of these YouTube moments I'm seeing. Yeah, my favorite Gronk moment. I liked when, um, didn't he like bring Danny Amendola into his giant coat and give him like a giant warm hug?
0: Oh, what was it, like a Revenant situation?
4: Yeah, it was like a Revenant situation at one, at one point. I, I remember um, it was actually against my beloved, at the time, Washington Redskins, now commanders, formerly football team. Or whatever uh,
0: you want to say as representative from Utah said.
4: Yes, exactly. I, um, I remember there was one play that he had where he broke like three tackles, and the last tackle that he broke was Ryan Kerrigan. And Ryan Kerrigan is bigger than Gronk, or he weighs more than Gronk. And he's a strong dude. He's very and this strong. was like prime Ryan Kerrigan. Yeah. And he had him from behind and was grabbing his jersey and trying to just sit down with Gronk. <laughs> yeah, dude. And and Gronk just carried him into the end zone like a sled dog. Yeah. Like he pulled him like he was a, a weight sled into the end zone. and I was like, well, there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing that can be done. <laughs> That's why he's,
0: he, like, I, I always say this when I went up to New England for camp, I was like, oh, what's Tom Brady going to look like in practice? obviously handsome, but is it gonna be like, damn, dude, this is the greatest football player of all time. And he was, but like maybe the most incredible sight I've ever seen on a football field is Rob Gronkowski. Like just a spectacle. Overall size and stature. Man, the way he runs, like it's just, he's so nimble but violent in all his movements. Like it looks like it hurts to run, (laughs) but he covers so much ground and is such an amazing athlete. You know, like, everything about his game, there was nothing subtle about it, but he was so skilled at the same time. So when I'm asked the greatest of all time at that position it's Rob, because no position has changed more than tight end, right? Like, now they're they're not even expecting guys outside like George Kittle and a few guys to inline block. I mean, I know that some tight ends would say that's probably a stereotype, but he did both. So the guys that you're comparing him to, Kelsey... Um, you know, Gonzalez, I respect the hell out of their games. They're top three players all time at their positions, but Gronk is is the greatest. Um, it's, no it's kind of,
4: it's disrespectful for you to say that tight ends don't appreciate blocking though. <clears throat> On the week of tight end universe, it
0: is TEU, and it's I it's pride did,
4: week for tight ends. It, right is, now. <laughs> it
0: is, it is. This is their week, and uh, I don't want to take it away from them. So, uh, Matt. Maybe move that to like next week's show, but if it stays in, no big deal. I don't want to it be too funny hard.
4: Because you hear like anytime a tight end is not really a blocker, you always hear the same soundbite from them or from announcers talking about them. They yeah. always say like this guy, you know, he takes a lot of pride in his blocking. People yeah. think of him as a pass catcher. Yep. He's prideful. He's, he's, pride he's out there working of. on it.
2: That, yeah, but what about the opposite? What about the tight ends that just blocked? I love really those good? guys. That's Mercedes Lewis.
0: That's my era of football player, Mercedes Lewis, who, by the way, is going to maybe uh, play year seventeen tw- years yeah, or I don't, whatever. I don't, I don't know what. Year. Like that's insane <laughs> to think about a blocking tight end lasting that long in today's game. It's because not only of his work ethic and how awesome he is, but also because the position has changed so much that it makes him like an enormous commodity. Like there's only a couple of him left, so you know you get the leadership and you get that. Anyways, I love the Joe Klein saucers of the world.
4: Yeah, I was going to say, who is like, obviously, Mercedes is, he's got to be up there in like the top three of best all time blocking tight ends. I just think of Todd Yoder when I think of a blocking tight end. Like a guy, like super <laughs> slow. sounds like a blocking tight end, to yeah, you, dude. Like looks like he's never run a step in his life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he's wearing cement shoes, but yeah. he's always like getting himself in the way of somebody.
0: Well, that's that. There that was an era where they were asked to block two hundred and ninety pound left ends, dude. It was just yeah. not. It's not the same as it was. Um, and you know who's uh, just while we're here because you're a Washington fan. Remember Chris Cooley? I loved Chris Cooley. Cooley. He was great. He hard was hard to tackle. Hard to tackle. He was shifty yeah. and a great personality. I wonder what the what fuck do, he's doing now.
4: What about, um, yeah, it seemed, it did seem like Chris Cooley had a leg up on the new media, right? When he was still playing in the, in the league, he was all over the place. And then afterwards he went, I think he went to like Dan Snyder's personal station. Yeah. And so Dan like keeps him on a leash there. Yeah. So he doesn't really do much, but he seemed like he was going to be a dude that would be like all over national media for the next 20 years.
0: Is it safe to say Chris Cooley walked so Kevin Durant could run?
4: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. It's so that's fair, fair, dude. Say. Now, in terms of, you were talking about like Rob being a unique specimen yeah. on the football field. You've never seen anybody like that. Here's a name I would actually physically compare to Rob Gronkowski. Martellus Bennett.
0: Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. That guy. Marty. Bennett he was is. a beast. He could do everything, dude. Yeah, he was. Marty, he was Marty, Marty was like a tackle playing tight end, but with the agility of a tight end basketball player. Like that, like, and he, like, He's
2: like a bat. Like everything in the sense of basketball body, like stature, moves like doesn't really move like a football player. Moves like.
0: Like a I mean yeah like, and I mean but that in, in a good finesse, way. But yeah, not finesse. not finesse, like not, no. the, not the the <laughs> negative stereotype of basketball players like we had this no wave. running through the contact running yeah. through contact inviting contact and just a huge range and for catching fucking funny dude. Yeah. So funny to play with. Um, yeah, shout out to Marty, that's a great poll. My favorite Gronk moment was probably the last time he retired when I went on my dad's show uh, with Terry and those guys. And you like imagine going to your production meeting and they're like, you got Gronk today. Oh, now uh, I'm thinking
2: about it. This is the second time he's done this. Yes, dude, so yeah. Using the retirement. Yes,
0: Brady's <laughs> gonna lead the league in rings, he's gonna lead the league in retirements. Like, I'd love to see him set that record. Uh, but, but Gronk in a turtleneck and a sport coat, which is like the maniacal CEO Yeah. Which is so ironic with Gronk. Uh, You know, like I thought he'd probably have like a Ted Talk earpiece, but he was up there in the middle with my dad and Terry and those guys and just watching them try to analyze stuff with Gronk. Like, not saying he's bad at it, but it's like wrestling an alligator. And I just watched my dad squirm and laugh and like you know, like try to get a point in. He told he he told the story about how he almost got traded to the lions. I don't know if you've ever heard that story. Yeah. But that was sitting right next to my dad and the whole time I'm watching, I think I was just so fucking nervous for my dad. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's the most paternal I've ever felt about my dad is when he was in the pool with Grog.
4: Yeah, there was another moment, I think it was the same day, where he was talking about Edelman and he was like, Julian Edelman's a little squirrel. I guarantee you, he's going to get that nut. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes. It's the way he, like, finished it. Like, he just,
0: like, landed the plane on these jokes and stuff. Yeah. And, and just watching the guys, he was like, the Lions called. He said, I'm retired. And then I said, I've been retired. And I hung up. And he just started laughing. And everybody was like, all right, when's the end of the story? Yeah, yeah. Like, that is the end of the story. Gronk is done with the story, dude. One <laughs> oh, quick question one. before we get to Beach Code Breaks uh, PFT. Billy yeah. Football, is, he's uh-huh. been insubordinate. He's, he's on leave. I don't know the nature of the leave. But I, I saw you were talking to Ryan Rossillo about this.
4: He got suspended. We, we sussied him. He got, a, he got a one, one month suspension from pardon my take and from macro dosing. So I'm not, so can, tra- I'm
0: not trying to dry snitch on the kid here. My favorite Billy content is the nature content. I'm here for the nature content. The blogs mm-hmm. are great too. I'm sure. But somebody sent me a screenshot of a blog with a list of things he's going to do this month. And one of them, he said, Chris Long's green light, <laughs> which is like green light with Chris Long, Billy, but he's going to come on my pod. He has, I don't know if this is a threat. Or an invitation, <laughs> he's in- invited himself. It's like a hit list it's-
4: that he's got. <laughs> he's like, uh,
0: uh, uh, uh. But, yeah, we're on the hit list, like the San Diego Zoo and my podcast is kind of how this list is. But he says he's going to come to town physically and come on the podcast. Will you treat us like Afghanistan if he's like your Osama bin Laden? Are we harboring him if we have Billy football on the pod?
4: no I um no you can, have him. you can have him we're in this in this analogy we're saudi arabia okay and you're afghanistan okay so yeah, we, you know, bin Laden. yeah we've removed he's he's excommunicated from our family yeah don't worry about him no he can go over there we might we might bring him back at some point who knows uh no i do know we will bring him back billy's <laughs> he's got a one month sussy now i am curious though Did you offer for him to come on the podcast or was he just like saying (laughs) so months months ago?
0: No, months ago, because it's no secret. I'm enamored with the kid. I think he's got a lot of talent. But if some of the things that Dan and you were saying are true, like he needs to realize he's got a great, great gig here, you know, like shape up Billy, but he's the fucking greatest. And I had uh, through Dan, I got permission from Dan. I was like, can I reach out to your guy to see about Billy coming on, talking some wildlife or something? And then he got too busy with macro dosing and all that stuff. So, uh, shout out to Billy. If you come in town, uh, nobody's going to kill me. Like, Navy SEALs aren't going to bust into Studio J. All right, not good. Pro-
4: but, like, I, I don't know. Is, but. <laughs> Billy also has to work. So, I don't know if he has permission to just go on a vacation <laughs> to Central Virginia. What happens in the hallway if somebody's suspended from your show? No, like, we, can, we can interact with him outside these walls. Oh. He's just not allowed to use... Part of my take or, or macro dosing to get any of his takes off. He needs to learn that being on those shows is a privilege for him. Yeah, it's a privy. And the, the, way, the way that he got onto macro dosing actually was like, I was telling big cat, Hey, me and Arian are about to do this podcast. And I explained to him what it was going to be about. And Billy was in the room. We we're going to do the first show the next day. And Billy goes, Oh my God, can I be like the Jamie from the Joe Rogan show for your podcast? I just want to, I don't even have to be on. I can just sit there and Google stuff. And tell you guys, and then slowly he crept on, and, and he was a natural fit on that show. But um, some of the stuff that he's been doing, it's natural, I think, for most twenty-three year olds. But Billy's not most twenty-three year olds. He's got like a big megaphone. He's got a great platform right now, so he needs to just not. All he has to do is show up to work and not be drunk at work. That's pretty much it. Got it. All
0: right, so let's talk about Beach Code Breaks. I'm going to the beach this afternoon uh, You know, if the weather holds. I'm gonna be in Ocean City for the weekend with my in-laws. So I'm not a beach guy. We do code breaks here. I don't know all the etiquettes, so I had the guys ring up a couple of beach codes and we can rule on whether they're breaks or not. All right,
3: first beach code. Um, destroying an abandoned sand castle. Is that a violation?
0: No, no, it's not a violation. The kids are gone. The kids are gone now. Some other kid might want to play with the sandcastle too. So, like, what's the point of destroying it? Actually, oh, you can homebuck. pretend you're Godzilla. That's, <laughs> that's kind
4: of cool. Yeah, I, I think that if you're above the age of of thirty and you're destroying an abandoned sandcastle, though, there's probably some rage issues inside yeah. you <laughs> that you should address. That's really the concern. I don't think it's a problem. Like, you can destroy that castle no problem. If it's like Six thirty at night, the sun's going down. Right. the kids have long since abandoned this castle. yeah, it's not going to it's not going to hurt anybody's feelings, but it's just concern i'm I'm worried about the person who would be doing something like that It's that's like the, it's
2: the canary in the coal mine. that's like watching someone from your window just destroy a snowman for no reason.
0: yeah, I'm putting that guy on a watch list. I'm calling maybe not the authorities, but like the people that could direct services to this guy. yeah, it is satisfying to watch a sandcastle castle fall down, though, isn't it? But wouldn't it suck, though, if someone put like someone like me, like
2: if you put like a little stick or something in there for someone like you and you step on it with no shoes on on the Ooh, beach.
0: Like a <laughs> uh, like a psycho trap. Yeah, that's, that's pretty a, good. Fact.
4: That's that's an even crazier mentality than the guy that's destroying <laughs> it. You're thinking one step ahead. OK, like I want to I want to hurt someone.
2: Yeah. <laughs> if someone wants to destroy this, they're going to pay for it instantly.
0: Wait, I'll just say this. My ruling is that you might not be br- breaking the code of the beach, but you are breaking God's code. Maybe. OK. <laughs>
3: all right let's say somebody's walking their dog down the beach the dog poops and they flick the poop into the ocean is that a code break oh my god that's a big code break. Code
2: brown (laughs) yeah that's a code brown is what that is that's a big code break man (laughs) might need to go get the lifeguard on that one tell it get this get get this person off the beach
4: you know how big the ocean is though (laughs) it is big (laughs) it's pretty fucking big fish poop in there all the time
0: but yeah, like I don't know that it's a code break. I'm on the edge, but it's disgusting. I would judge somebody. I'd be like, you're lazy. Especially yeah, these I, dog people. You know you gotta have bags. If you have a dog, you okay. gotta have bags, dude. Unless you have a backyard dog, which I have, you gotta have bags, man. Plastic bags on the beach, it's not really that good. You kill a sea turtle with
2: that
4: thing. Yeah, I know. You gotta stay strapped with bags. That's, that's rule number one of having a dog. My biggest problem isn't the, the shit going into the ocean. It's not picking up the shit in the first place. That that's would true. Be, yeah. That would be an issue for me. Have you ever taken an aqua dump though? Have you ever pooped in the ocean? No, I have a close friend that's that's <laughs> pooped
0: in um, a lake n- right near me.
4: That's bad. Pooping in a lake is bad. Pooping in the ocean is, that's okay. That's clean. You've done an aqua dump? <laughs> I did it one time. Yeah, the Outer Banks, Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina. I did shit oh, on oh, a, man, I did yeah, shit man. on an
0: island on, on Flathead Lake last year. It's, it's definitely, by, it's decomposed by now. So like, don't worry about it. Thank God, God I've never had this shit outside. Yeah.
4: I didn't really have to shit. I wanted to shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to check that one off my list.
0: That's good. All right. Wearing sneakers on the beach. Code break. I think it's a code break. And it's something I would do because I'm a noob. You know, like See, I don't. You got to be smart. You got to be like
2: me. Have your little five finger vibrams. Yeah. <laughs> those I think
0: aren't sneakers. You think the vibrams people will think you're some yoga guy that Bro, fucks they, everybody's girlfriend. No, they
2: came in handy because, yo, the sand in Florida right now is hot as shit. You so can't walk.
0: So. He, go, he goes to nude beaches. <laughs> what if I wore sneakers on the beach at a nude beach? Bro, whatever, whatever you want to do, man. Whatever
2: Have floats you your luck. boat.
4: I um I stumbled upon a nude beach one time here in New York. True story. This is like this like accidental? After, yeah, accidentally. The summer after I moved up here, or the summer that I moved up here, I w- I just like googled beaches and so I went there with a friend for the day. And uh, we go out there and uh, it's it's like the school bus that picks you up at a dock and then drives you to a beach. Everybody's getting off the school bus at this one place. Right. So we get off We started walking up to the beach and then there's this giant sign that we see that says you will encounter new New sunbaters at this point. And we're like, well, it took us like an hour and a half to get here. I guess there's going to be some topless chicks, whatever. It might be like Spain. So we figured, okay, let's go. We walk past the sign. We make our way down to the beach and there's a, a volleyball court out there. And playing volleyball, it's a very well organized game of two sides of six and everybody involved is over the age of 60. I saw that in Top Gun. (laughs) They're wearing knee braces and like compression sleeves and nothing else, (laughs) and that's it, playing volleyball. And so then we just kind of stayed on the beach for the rest of the day, and we're like, I guess we're just gonna be at a nude beach today.
0: Yeah, uh, the people at the nude beach are controlling the swelling in their joints.
2: (laughs) Yep. Yeah. usually a lot more space on the nude beach telling you.
0: It's a it's a good time, man. I cannot believe it. I really need to hit a nude beach. I feel like such a verge pie right now, dude. There's three people on here and I'm the one that's not seen a dick on the beach.
4: <laughs> There's some bros that were sitting next to us at the beach. There's like nude bros. They were tossing the football around making diving catches. And just completely naked, going dick down into the sand.
2: We had dudes in front of us playing, like, you what what is it called? The paddle ball? Like, I guess you play on the beach? Kadima. But, like, they were, like, th- being very aggressive, like hitting this ball <laughs> back and forth to each
3: and other
0: naked. Yeah. A lot of balls. Well, come on now. <laughs> hitting golf balls into the ocean. Yeah, that's a code. Break your littering. What makes a golf ball not trash, dude? It's not biodegradable. It's pretty you know- cool, though. Oh, my God. It's no
2: different than what you call it. Think, think about what, what's the difference between, like, fishermen losing, losing lures and things like that in the water. I think that's a code break, too.
4: But, I mean, it happens. Have you ever seen... Have you ever tried it? Because it looks like it would be awesome.
0: That's what... You do that at a friend's, like, pond or something. I don't know. And my dad will, like... Uh, he's breaking a code. But he lets the, he, there's a neighbor kid on the lake that he pays to get golf balls for him and he'll like chip a couple, Kyle will chip a couple in a lake and this kid will snorkel. But I think if you're putting into the ocean, <laughs> like where there's like sea turtles and shit, I, I think that's a code break. How that's, rich a is fire,
2: that's
4: a fire, that's a fire-summer job. <laughs> how is he? Yo, that's a fire-summer job. How is so rich with that Fox money that he's like, that he's Fox paying money, the neighbor man. kid. That Fox like go, money. <laughs> Go retrieve like his his trash. Well, it's not. It's like your, a. It's like, like a nine-year-old. a <laughs> nine-year-old kid, dude. He's,
0: he's cheaper to employ than Billy football. All right. <laughs> hey, Man. will you pass our regards in the hallway to Billy and tell him uh, permission was granted? And yeah, uh,
4: okay. I will, but I need I need assurances on your part that when he gets to you guys, yeah. he's not allowed to get drunk because if you if you give him permission to drink any beers, I'm talking even like one or two beers, he's just going to hang out for the rest of the day, drink 20 beers, and then pass out and miss work the next Could day. I give That's him the devil's problem. lettuce?
0: He won't smoke. He's too straight edge. He's definitely too straight, too edge. straight yeah. edge, dude. He'll drink, oh.
4: he'll drink 70 beers in a weekend, but if you offer him like a puff of like just half a joint, he'll be like, no, I kind of get anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well,
0: I'm a peer pressure. PFT, thank you, brother.
4: All right, good to see you guys. I hey,
0: appreciate it, man. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. WinBet is now offering $200 in free bets for new users. That's right, $200, 200 big ones on a $50 bet. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down. Don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789.
2: So, I wanted to say I told you so because I feel like When me and Tom lost our watches in the river. And we
0: talked about it on the pod last week. And we talked about. They talked about the. the, Lost their watches. Tom got his watch found.
2: Yeah, but we talked about having a chance of like if the watch could be found. And me being optimistic when I was out there. I'm like, yo, like if I was over there, like I probably could see it or find it. And you were just like, no, dude, it's gone. Your watch was black. Yeah. Yeah, but Tom's watch was red. I know, but I had said also, like I could find at the very least. Yeah. I thought that I was like, "Yo, Tom's watch is red. We can probably see his yes. watch." Yes. you being the guy you
0: are, yeah,
2: saying no, nah, it's gone.
0: Well, yeah, like we weren't gonna get it that day, dude. We were on mushrooms. We couldn't even. <laughs> I know you I and understand. I like trying to communicate But it's just about the. It's just about the. We're gonna thaw. find two Apple watches. What
2: do I look like? So lo and behold. I get a text message in a group chat where someone found Tom's watch and I guess seen the last call and it happened to be from his wife and they contacted the wife and texted him and said we found your just Apple like Watch. Just like the commercials. And just, just like the commercials and I no one found mine though. And I'm very upset about that. I went and bought another one already, but it would be nice to have my have my Apple Watch back.
1: I have two questions. How did the watch come off? Because it, it's you have a strap on the Apple Watch. Did you take the watch off?
2: This is uh, here's the <sighs> row. I was peer pressured into jumping into the river. Was not peer pressured. After 20 minutes of me saying I was not, and I made my mind up uh-huh. of not jumping in the river. One of the reasons I didn't want to is because I was worried about my watch. Right. After telling Tom, hey, don't jump into the river with your watch on. You might lose it. Guess what I did? I jumped into the river with my watch on. Right after Tom, who also jumped into the river well, with his watch on. The encouraging
0: on. thing here is your watch is black. Nobody's probably <laughs> seen it. If you think it's there, let's go back and find it. Anybody who floats the Warren to Hatton Ferry route on on the James River? No, we need on, to do. I'm trying to put a fucking. A, I'm trying to put up a, a missing <laughs> poster, and you're just your guy, swiping guy the stapler. Your out dad
2: has head. the guy. If the guy yeah. can find the golf
0: balls, yeah. like he probably can find the Apple Watch. No, this kid's like seven. I'd have to pay for his <laughs> airplane ticket and shit. Like, and then he it's has to have like a, a, a guardian and stuff. <laughs> and also, he's used to crystal clear glacial lake water this is a totally different ball game
1: and i'd Ooh. like to know his like uh golf ball retrieval percentage like he's not getting 100% Hundo, of the golf bro. balls Hundo. there's no
0: way Hundo, th- he's chipping them so the why kid has something to do well, well no i'm sure he's great i'm sure, sure he's great I'm I'm sure he's wait, at wait. it no, but <laughs> he's not hating. he's not hating yeah, he but is. i'd like to know the shooting percentage this is a very this is a very they're also yellow and orange mm. so this is a okay. very, this is a We're very making it easy on him yeah like my dad is not i'm not letting my dad fucking kill the lake with golf balls i'm just not gonna let dad do that and he doesn't want to do that so anyways it's like probably you know like like the way y'all hit the ball when it's right off the green Mm -hmm. chip it up there it's like a chip shot dude it's like right off the dock and this kid gives him something to do and if there's anything my dad loves doing is like making kids happy and shit he's perfect you know the guy's just perfect you know i'd love to have a neighbor like howie long Anybody would. Kids on my neighborhood get Chris Long. Watch <laughs> outside his boxer shorts and says, get off my fucking lawn, dude. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I would be tick tocking the shit out of you if anyways, I was a kid. <laughs> well, fuck around and find <laughs> out. Right? Hey, so, so I think the reason Reed is questioning Howie's method is because I've learned that Reed hits golf balls in the ocean or has hit golf yeah. balls, and I'm not judging you because we've all done terrible things before. Aren't you a big, yeah. like, aren't you a... Big
1: it's one golf value. ball, one golf ball in the Atlantic Ocean, like ten years ago. How many, people, how live that, how many that, people live on the planet? How many people live? You know how much damage eight that billion one, people, eight, eight billion eight, people think, just
0: one golf ball, right? Ten years ago, there would sea level would rise, dude. The, and yeah. all the turtles would die simultaneously what because happens they would if just think they were smells. But, but
1: you know what we it would turtles, create? Turtles flooding. It would create a space because all the golf balls were in the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. A space for us to go. Why don't you go play? A, yeah. a big yeah. dome golf ball area because you could go deep enough in the golf balls and create a little habitat. Reed, I think we gave you a contact <laughs> high on that one. And <laughs> hey. Why don't
0: you go take your your talents to the Live Tour next, bro? Okay. This is crazy. Reed kills sea turtles.
3: I like the way Reed's brain is working right now. You want to get him in on a few more uh, code break possibilities? Alright, so I got a two-part code break, potentially. Part one, setting up a tent on the beach, a full-covered tent, and part two, using said tent to fornicate.
2: So, I'm going to be the first to say that that's not a code break with
3: of obviously going, going
2: to the naked new, beach going guy. to the new beach frequently you will see tents but even at the regular beach you see tents especially in Florida you need you need some type of cover down there
0: dude if you're such a fucking free spirit why do you need the tent I see it on TV because that's all illegal the time. that's
2: illegal that's illegal to do it just out <laughs> in the open you gotta be you gotta be mindful of
0: you gotta you gotta you gotta How's have some it?
2: class you gotta you gotta be mindful you of your porn fellow stars p- criminals. Beach guys, beach goers. You calling porn stars criminals? Is that what you're doing? If they're actively having sex around people who don't okay, want it, got it, got it. You know it. what I'm saying? Private beach. Yeah. I
1: think I think it is not a code break. All beach goers know to avoid tents. It's either going to be a yeah. kid or a couple yep. doing the deed. Just don't go Is that near a the thing?
0: tent. So if I'm camping on the beach, I have to be having sex?
1: Well, no, no, not camp. I'm saying like if you go to the like you're going to the the main the main Virginia Beach spot. Yeah, yeah. But if you go out to like you're camping on the beach, like yeah. people know you're, you're what, like, you you're like with. Yeah, you avoid. Right, it. Right, right. But yeah, tent. you see the tent on the beach with all the families and a, stuff, a, it's going to be a, a kid tent or a- doesn't bother me. Yeah. I respect the setup. No problem. But control your tent.
3: All right. Imagine it's a relatively crowded beach. Is it a code break to smoke a cigar or smoke weed?
0: No, this is the perfect place (laughs) to smoke whatever you want to smoke because whenever I'm at the beach, it's windy as fuck. So what I usually do (laughs) is
2: if I smell a cigarette at any point, that means I have the green light to light up. Exactly, whatever. Exactly. Like if I smell so like I I'm gonna be the first. I I won't like I'm I'm scared. I'm not gonna lie. I'll be scared to be the first. Yeah. But at any moment if I even smell a cigarette, and then if I could spot it where it is, I'm just like, okay I should not get any backlash when I like this blunt. Now here's up. <laughs> the deal,
0: I'm very considerate, you know this about me, being like on the river with me and that sort of thing, like I do not like yeah. when there's kids around, yes. if somebody's smoking marijuana outside, like it happens because now there's more of a, um, a you know, um, um, kind of a com- not com- combining of, of spaces. But not so much cigarettes? I mean, I don't smoke cigarettes, so that's not my okay. yard. Okay. You yeah. know, like my job is when I'm in a group and, oh, like yeah, I'm, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. Yep. I at least try to be respectful. But if you're on a beach uh, and there's no kids right around you and it's all us adults and I smell a cigarette, I'm going Willie Nelson, dude. And don't say anything to me about it. We're good. We're all adults. <laughs> Reed?
1: No, I, I agree. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Or, or
2: what I do is if I think it's going to be a problem, I'll try to walk behind the last person on the beach like where I feel like, hey, I'm all the way back here. If someone wants to complain, then they just want to complain, and it's just whatever then. But
0: try to be respectful about it.
3: How about playing tackle football with your boys on the beach?
0: (laughs) Stop. Just stop doing that. Like, stop, dude. Maybe it's because I play, um, and it's just like, man, why are you working why why is this happening? I why, think it's like, why are we doing this on the
2: I don't know if it's me getting older, but whenever I see people playing like tackle football on the beach, I just want to go over and like and just like ask them like do you know how badly hurt <laughs> you guys can get yeah, like, like doing this like, like you guys don't want to like yeah. potentially tear your ACL your Achilles you don't want to do that you guys probably have you regular know what jobs CTE I've seen handed out on the beach <laughs> like so no, much on spring break, all those, those all those, 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 those like 1v1 yeah Oklahoma drums, oh my man. goodness those are like i'm not surpri- uh, I'm surprised i'm surprised so a lot of these kids might not have insurance any of that dude any of that stuff and it's just for what it's for like 10 minutes of spring break for fame bro how
0: about you try to go and I, you know I, I suppose some of these folks are about to go go get a job and whatever but if you limp into your job with an acl and you try to you know like have your insurance cover that like it probably doesn't cover beach football it doesn't cover no way. going viral uh getting suplexed by like an aggressive girl on spring break or like
1: can i give yeah. you when you're at the beach can i give you like five frisbees and if you see football happening can you walk out and grab the football and say stop it just do, do that give him a frisbee just do that yeah sure yeah good all right yeah i just the football frisbee,
2: thing frisbee might be a cold break uh, the beach yep Why, how so because frisbees are like not a lot of people know what to do with frisbees
1: and <laughs> I feel there's like, only there's only two things to do with a frisbee
2: I mean for control wise I think I've seen a lot yeah, of frisbees you know what and go the wind the wind the the win. yeah. okay. there are some
0: unskilled frisbee dudes man you know and you could strike somebody with a frisbee I think the frisbee game might be more dangerous than the football game in some ways for the people around the True. game. True. The people that go in that football game, they're entering at their own risk. I'm not saying you're losers or anything. I'm just saying, like, man, it just seems like an unnecessary risk out there. That's right. Yeah. Stay safe.
3: How about feeding the seagulls?
0: Fuck no, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Don't rate. feed the seagulls. Feed the <laughs> it brings everything everything around. Feed the seagulls. Now I'm sure. Like, I would cringe if Paul Nicklin was listening. I'm sure seagulls have a lot to do with, uh, you know, like the whole ecosystem, but. Whenever feed I, him Alka-Seltzer. Right. <laughs> if what you're going to feed though? him something, feed him Alka-Seltzer. What does that do? Makes them explode. <laughs> I don't like seagulls, dude. I'm petrified of seagulls. If you're it's, on the beach it, with me, I have a friend. Shout out Napoli. And congratulations, Naps. Um... He, when I'd go down to Florida and I'd be on the beach and he'd be on the beach with me, he would run after me with like bread and shit. <laughs> because you know that like the seagulls chase you. Dude. Yes. It's like an Alfred Hitchcock thing yeah. for me, man. I, I really don't like these fuckers. So yeah, like don't feed them. Mine,
2: mine, <laughs> mine, 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 mine. Yeah, mine, no, no, no. Mine? code
0: break. You guys agree on that one?
1: Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Big time. Big time.
0: Yeah. I got a code break. Okay.
2: Not disclosing. That you either
0: can't swim or you're not a good swimmer. That's a code break. Yeah, don't do that, man. Like, I, I'll never understand why you wouldn't tell people if you can't swim. Like, you know, there's nothing, I understand, like, I understand that it might be uncomfortable for you to say, Hey, I don't swim well. But you know what's more uncomfortable than that? Drowning in front of your friends. That's right. So, yeah. like, try to just make that
1: and bringing a survival a rescue on them like oh hey i can't swim exactly. help me i'm drowning and then everyone's like oh the vibe is ruined because we have to go save our friend who did what an not opportunity disclose. this close to be a hero but so also we're in, what a hassle right so i'm in maui easily avoidable yeah so I'm in easily maui, avoidable
2: maui for my sister's wedding and at the resort that she's getting married at they have a pool that goes into the water one of my sister's friends that is attending the the wedding. He is a Boston police officer, and he proceeded to get online for this slide and slide into the water, into the deep end, yeah, and yeah, he doesn't know how to swim. <laughs> So I mean he, just, so one of his fellow like police officers had to do like you said that that rescue had to jump in and grab him while like he was a little little drinking. We have all been drinking, having a good time, but I think in that moment he like truly forgot <laughs> that he didn't know how to swim. And I don't think that enough people in the group knew. Yeah. <laughs> that he couldn't yeah, swim. Yeah,
0: you need to wear a t-shirt.
2: <laughs> like wear a t-shirt. But, but also too, to when we're a, chilling in the yeah. when you're chilling in a pool, you're yeah. not like you're usually not just in the deep end. You're in the like you're in the end where you could stand, you're That's drinking, right. That's you're right. hanging out. So like if someone can't swim you can't really tell that yeah. way <laughs> yeah. so
0: it was a shock and it's just funny thinking about it now so that that's a code break it's a t- yeah it's a huge code break especially how about being a police officer and not being able to swim i know <laughs> we were just talking about this but like you know i kind of think that's a prerequisite I think it's a prerequisite. You probably should be able to swim. And uh, Nate, But why, though?
2: Like, I think well, about you it say, like... Nate, you think you about said it. You,
0: were like, you were like, it's usually a lifeguard's job. I'm like, yeah, well, if the car goes over the Ben Franklin <laughs> Bridge, you know, it's probably too high a bridge. Yeah. But, like, say there's a search and rescue thing, like an immediate let's save this fucking person, uh, they don't, like, blow a whistle, like, on the side of the pool, like the police officers and some other, you know, like, motherfuckers need to get in there and save the dude. You know, keep if, that window open Keep you that know, window
2: partially open if you, if you know how to swim yeah. But if you don't know how to swim You're not jumping in water right, you, you, better,
0: better, you usually don't better, think you, you would do you it You better be a police officer in the <laughs> desert You can't be a police officer in Minnesota You know why? Land of a thousand lakes <laughs> yeah, Ten thousand There's ten thousand there? Yeah Golly dude, yeah you, Law enforcement, everybody's gotta be Michael Phelps so anyways, that's a lot of code breaks. But uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll try to keep those in mind on the beach this weekend. And I will be near uh, Philly. So, you know, like this is, uh, this is poetic. Brian Westbrook coming on to give us his Mount Rushmore. How do you think he's going to feel about my Nick Foles?
1: Brian came from a different era, so he might be able to lend, you know. A, a different perspective. Uh, a, a very different perspective. For the
0: record, before this segment, I think McNabb be- was a better football player than Nick Foles. Uh, but so were so many defensive ends in Philly uh, and a bunch of people, you know, like they like that Super Bowl team. So, you know, as much as I want to be like, don't get my autograph, go get Trent Coles or whatever. Like we got lucky, dude. And that's part of it is like Nick Foles helped us get lucky. If you trust us with the team you
2: love, you can trust us to help your love life. On the latest Blue Wire podcast, Don't Trip, Davis and Justice give listeners advice on life, sex, and relationships. As a former D1 college athlete, David and Justice are huge sports fan. The funny scenarios brought up on the show feel like two friends asking for advice over a beer before a game. They engage directly with their listeners with funny segments such as Simpin' or Pimping, where they rate pickup lines, High Questions to Answer All the Unanswerables, and Live Listener Call-Ins. And they also discuss tough topics like relationship ultimatums and dating app woes they also have a hilarious tiktok with over 580k followers and over 11 million likes that highlight some of the funniest moments from every episode listen to don't trip on apple podcast spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts every tuesday and the video version is available the same day on youtube don't believe the hype check out this
5: short clip don't trip
2: don't trip
4: don't, trip. don't
2: even trip. we
3: got you
5: I don't believe in love at first sight, so I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what? All uh, right. Pimpin'. I think that was You good?
4: Okay, okay. That was yeah. cool. Yeah, because he's like, damn, I'm going to catch you tomorrow, though, and then we can follow it up type job. That's a little strong, but it's smooth. It started okay. out a little cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't but, believe in love. You don't really, You don't want to enter with love, but you're not even, you're not even bringing it up until tomorrow, so it's, right, not even right. <laughs> it's not a big deal. It's not a big
5: deal. Well, here I am. What are your other two wishes? Simping.
4: I don't know. What is this, Aladdin? I would wish for money. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of your parents' work. Pam, yeah. Pam, you smooth. Yeah. It, she, that means your mama's fine, too.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said, what's your mama looking like?
4: <laughs>
0: so, Elliot Shore Parks kind of set uh, Eagles Twitter on fire yesterday. It's not a hard thing to do, really, is it, Brian, <laughs> setting Eagles Twitter on fire?
5: all you have to do is put up a ranking all you have to do is put up uh something that you can debate about and and, and eagles twitter will go absolutely crazy
0: dude it's so funny because when i saw it i was like oh good that's uh 20 minutes of content tomorrow like you're in the business you know how this goes i'll be like thank you elliot i don't think you you really meant that list i mean elliot he had dawkins howie roseman he had andy Reid. And then McNabb, I mean, I think the Howie thing is what had people up in arms there. If you're going to put Howie on there, let's put the coach on there, put half of Joe Douglas's face on there. Uh, How does your list look? Did you you do, because I feel like everybody at least had a, a, a pencil and paper and they were jotting it down on their own.
5: Well, let's first talk about Elliot's list. I mean, you got a coach on there, and you have a GM. I mean, come on. I mean, that, that's cool, and that that's that's a whole separate section. they never no. touched the field for the Eagles. That's the point. Yes. So I'm like, listen, that's a whole different section. Don't put the coaches on a Mount Rushmore. And Andy didn't win a championship in Philadelphia, so that's a whole different thing. But you know, my my, my Mount Rushmore is is pretty simple. You start with Reggie, obviously. You know, the Minister of Defense one of the best D linemen that ever played the game. He's certainly a staple in Philadelphia. Um, passion, desire, all that other stuff he was able to bring to Philadelphia. Um, you start there. Then I got to go to Doc. I mean, Doc is obviously a Hall of Famer. When you talk about the the what the city brings, hard work, the grind, I want to hit you in your mouth, I want to punch you again and again and again, I want to flip you over, I want to suplex you when I tackle you. Doc said to me one time, he said, listen, I play with the passion that the fans in the stands would have if they could put on a jersey and shoulder pads and a helmet. I play with that every day. And I'm like, it, and when he said it, you know how you get those cold chills in your body? Yeah, I got that and I, was like, oh, I almost man. just
0: got I it right like, now. Yeah. Nate, if you play at the link, you'd really get those chills. Oh. That is like a different environment, man. And Doc, yeah, yeah. encapsulated that.
5: Doc was one of those dudes. Um, you know, this may be debatable, but when you talk about guys that played in Philadelphia, you have to mention this dude, Hall of Famer, uh, Harold Carmichael. Yeah. 6'7". He played in a time where, you know, it was they wasn't throwing passes like they're throwing now. But just imagine being 6'7", and running around a bunch of guys that are 6'1", maybe, But, you know, his career, the highlights, the the numbers speak for themselves. The things that he was able to do in the football field at that size were amazing. So, for me, um, he has to be on there. I think when you talk about football, you talk about, again, passion, you talk about Philadelphia, you have to mention Concrete, Charlie, Chuck Derrick. I mean, Mm -hmm. being able to play in a league at his size, I mean, he wasn't a big guy, and there weren't huge guys at that time. But he played offense and defense. Come on, man. It's just not – It's just not – I mean, who's doing that playing middle linebacker and center? Obviously, we haven't seen anyone do that in a very long time. But what he's able to do – what he was able to do uh, a long time ago, I think, was special. Last but not least, and I think this one is controversial –
0: What's controversial right. about this thing is you're putting a fifth face on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. So he's I know,
5: I know, I know. This is this is my this is my, this is my damn list hey, so hey, on that. If
0: you're Brian Fucking Westbrook, and you, some people have he, you on that Mount can Rushmore, sketch, he can sketch you can another play, face yeah, in. Dude, you can go just carve another face out of rock.
5: Exactly. This this is my last one. <laughs> this is um, so good. Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Listen. I was in Philadelphia. I was at Villanova. You know that when Donovan got drafted, I knew what that team was. The organization was all about prior to McNabb getting there. They just weren't very good after, you know, buddy Ryan and those defenses and Randall and those guys, there was a lull there in Philadelphia where the team was not very good. Donovan gets drafted. Andy Reid obviously is there. And then we go on a run for 10 plus years where every single year, it wasn't about making the playoffs. It's about getting home field advantage. It's about how good this team can be every single year. And and, and quite honestly, during that time, there just wasn't a bunch of teams that were saying every year, this is a playoff team. This is a Super Bowl-caliber team. Donovan McNabb led that charge, six Pro Bowls during that time, Um, super talented, carried the football team. He's also on that list. And I I got a bunch of other guys that did on the the miniature, the the junior Mount Rushmore list, but – I mean, if if you start with those guys, I I don't know that you can go wrong.
0: You can't. And that's the great thing about this exercise. I put it out there, you know, like who should come on to discuss. uh, And of course, I was looking for somebody to suggest somebody like Brian Westbrook joining us, but everybody shared their list and all the lists were so different, which is cool, which means there's a lot of depth and great players. And like if you're a record holder in Philly or if you've done something special in Philly, like you really have had to go up against a lot of great players that came before you to, to get those records and get that respect. So first, I want to give our, our intern Maggie, who's got some Eagles ties. She had her Eagles shirt on today. I, I, of course, I walk into work today, give her 10 minutes warning, and I'm like, hey, Brian Westbrook's coming on today. You've never spoken on the pod. Do you want to just give us your Eagles Mount Rushmore? So Maggie, she's stepping up to the plate. Maggie, what we got?
2: Um, okay, so I'm going to go Donovan McNabb and Brian Dawkins. Okay. Brian Dawkins had this speech or I guess it was like a hype video a couple of years ago that mm-hmm. always gave me goosebumps. I think it was, it was called like it's time to work or something like that.
0: He was probably there for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we got McNabb, we've got Dawkins.
2: Yeah. And then I, I'm going to go Malcolm Jenkins. I just think he's a cool guy like yeah. off the field too. So he was always one of my favorites. Um, and then Nick Foles cause Super Bowl, and also he looks like Napoleon <laughs> Dynamite.
0: It does look like Napoleon Dynamite, dude. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing about Nick Foles. Maggie, great list. Welcome to the pod, officially. So, <laughs> um, And there, there's some good ones on there. Malk's one that a lot of people put on there. I went, and I actually texted a friend to be like, where am I going to get killed on this thing? I was with you on Dawkins... I'm with you on Reggie White, and even though the Reggie White thing is interesting because a lot of people think of him as a Packer outside Philly because of the Super Bowls and that sort of thing, but seven time All-Pro in eight years in Philly, and my favorite part of Eagles history, you know, not just those teams that we just talked about, but like the early 90s teams, those old throwbacks, that D-line, because I'm a D-line man, you know, whether it was Jerome, God rest his soul, or Mike Golick, who's a friend of the family, or if it was Clyde Clyde Simmons, who was my D-line coach, assistant D-line coach. You got a guy with 120 career sacks, um, and he wasn't even the guy on that D-line. That's Reggie White, one of the greatest players to ever play the game. So Reggie White, I've got Dawkins, who I used to eat breakfast with. I mean, how cool is that? You go to play for the Eagles, You got Weapon X hanging out in the lunchroom every morning. I'm just like, uh, so I've got those two. I've got Nick Foles because they have a statue of Nick Foles. Like, I know that that I played with Nick. You played with McNabb. McNabb's the better quarterback, dude. But there's an element of this that's like, who's the most popular? Like, that's the Mount Rushmore. It's like greatness and popularity. They actually built a statue. He got to win that Super Bowl. I wish McNabb had won a Super Bowl because I think he was that good. Uh, And then last... Uh, I will go with Jason Kelsey. Because when you look at All Pros, when you look at everything he did, and I know it's not a a super heralded position that people think about a lot, but for All Pros, he's been there for about a decade. He embodies everything that, to me, Philly was about in my time there. And you, you get the mummer speech, the parade. So pretty interesting. Like, our eras slanted our lists a little bit, but yeah. I can't argue with McNabb over Foles. He was the, the better player for longer. And well, Nick caught lightning in a bottle twice in Philly, really once with the Super Bowl, once with that record setting season.
5: I was going to get on Maggie because of the Nick Foles. Now I would get on both let and go, Yeah, Maggie.
0: yeah. Because, give it to listen,
5: us. I love Nick. Yeah. I love Nick. And I think he's just a great guy. And yeah. obviously he was able to bring that championship that eluded my crew for a very long time to the city. When you talk about the best players at Mount Rushmore, Mm. Nick Foles will not be on that. No, no. And and, and you know what the other thing? I think if you didn't play with Nick, he wouldn't be on your Mount Rushmore either.
0: I don't know. If I was a fan, if I grew up in Philly, maybe I'd go either way. But I think it's more about the definition of Mount Rushmore (laughs) to me. It's like the most famous players. Chuck Bednarik on your list. Chuck Bednarik's not as good as the, the guys I mentioned. No offense to Chuck Bednarik. The time was different, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, no, you
5: mean in the time that he played?
0: Yes, but I'm talking about like football now, dude. Like, if we were yeah, to be now, like, yeah, 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 you know right. what I mean. So it just all depends on how you interpret it to me. Like, Chuck, I wouldn't have on my list for a certain reason. You wouldn't have right. Nick on, and that's very valid because Nick's not right. the best quarterback by any stretch of the imagination that ever put on an Eagles so it, uniform. So is it crazy to put Mike Vick on the list? No, going by popularity. No, you can put Mike Vick if that's your one of your favorite Eagles. <laughs> I mean Mike Vick is an electric football no player. Way. I mean he was better in no Atlanta, but Look, look, see? Yeah, see.
2: No
5: way. I, and, and listen, I'm a Mike Vick fan. I played yeah. with Mike when he first came came home and just not as an Eagle, yeah. now as a Falcon absolutely. Yeah. The Mike Vick that was there absolutely. He's on the the Mount Rushmore in Atlanta, not in Philadelphia. No
0: question. Philadelphia. But it's interesting. Everybody's list looked way different and you know, like I would certainly usually defer to Brian because uh, he's he's an OG to me. But you know, like if we're building this Mount Rushmore, it's like what's the criteria? You know, he's got I, an old time guy, I've got a guy who caught lightning in a bottle, like so usually they don't get
2: love and I, I don't see a lot of people having this name on their list, but do you don't you feel like David Akers needs some love or not?
0: Nah? Yeah, he's he's got some Elliot Shore parks in him, Ryan. Don't <laughs> fall for this shit. I, I listen
5: again, another guy that <laughs> Was a great player during my time. Coaches, GMs, yeah. and kickers no. are not Oh no, man. Not it really complicates
0: it complicates things anyway. Like kicker, it's another sport altogether. Like yeah. you know, it's football and we need kickers and we love kickers and we love <laughs> David Akers and I loved, you know, um, Zerline and I loved Goskowski <laughs> and, and I loved all the kickers and people that kick the footballs in, in Philly too. But they're not football players not damn. the same way so,
2: <laughs> damn bro that's let hard me you
5: guys, let me tell you guys the other guys that i have that i i certainly would love to miss eric Allen, who i think is a hall of famer cornerback seth who should be a hall of fame yeah uh, you know linebacker troy vincent who I, I mean he can make an argument for a hall of fame great player yeah. in philadelphia um guys i love mike quick again just i love them and listen I'm not here to toot my own horn not my thing you. But when you talk about the you. most yards in philadelphia eagle history just all purpose yards i mean hey. it is
2: hey.
0: and hey. that's hey. what hey. i was hey. talking about when i said if you get to break records i didn't want to like put you on the spot but yeah. if you if you hold eagles records like it's incredible because there's so many great players um and yeah like these guys could all make the list that's what's amazing about yeah. this list there's so many great players uh, I mean, Jerome Brown, gone too do, soon. People say he would have been one of the best all-time Eagles. I tell you, you know what, that, we what should
2: that. do, like, all-time Eagles, like, video game list, like, players play oh, video I games. I used to kill he, people with Westbrook. What? Out, out of the backfield? Just a quick,
0: a quick, hey, a quick co- boop. Co- hey. boop. <laughs> hey, Brian, in college, no joke. In 06, like, if I wasn't at practice, you could find me and Clint when we hosted you on your kill, visit. I'm about to
2: kill each other.
0: And we were about to kill each other. And I was always the Eagles, always the Eagles. And I was checking down like a motherfucker <laughs> to Westbrook. So, um, okay, th- that's good, though. We worked some things out. And, again, like, I apologize to one of the Eagles' greats for putting Nick Foles on there, but I- I- I'm-, I'm biased and I've played with him. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then, Ringer doesn't yeah, we exactly. Like, Part of me is like, dude, if we don't have Nick Foles and Doug, we don't have that ring at all because we didn't stop the Patriots on defense. Everybody's always like, hey, what was it like to stop the Patriots? I'm like, yeah, we stopped them for stretches, (laughs) Um, but we outscored the Patriots, and so I'm just very appreciative of that. Okay, so first five games of the season, I'm looking at Lions, Vikings, Commanders, and Jags. Uh, and then we go to Arizona. So I said we. Uh, but when you look at the Eagles and, and getting off to a hot start, what do you think is the most important part? Because I see some of these teams here, and I'm like, these are winnable football games.
5: All winnable games early on. I mean, you can make the argument they can go 4-1, 5-0 and to start the season. You know, the most important thing, no matter how you look at it, is Jalen Hurts getting confidence. So can he find a way to get confidence in that first four or five games? If he can do that in the first quarter of the season, four or five games, then that changed. That could certainly change the, tra- tra- the trajectory of the entire offense. So if he could find a way to get in the groove, find a way to get A.J. Brown involved, see how you, you get Devontae Smith, use your tight end Dallas Goddard. When you look at this team, weapons across the board, running back, great offensive line, great weapons offensively, if Jalen Hurts could find his groove early on, now you're talking about an offensive team that can match, you know, almost any team in the NFC when, when you look at it. The other part is defensively, they're gonna be able to hold the fourth down. They're gonna be able to get the ball back to the offense. And so now you got a team that can compete, compete on both sides of the ball. I, I'd have no problem saying this team could go four and one very, very easily, five and no in their first five games.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, uh, and getting off to a hot start is so important. I mean, as an individual player, so you feel like you're playing with house money, but especially as a team because uh, you don't want to be – the worst thing as a team is like week seven, week eight, coaches having that must-win vibe about them. Like, every game's a must-win. But you <laughs> yeah, don't want to have here. everybody's asshole puckered up tight week seven. You don't want assholes puckered up before Halloween. Start
2: dude. seeing those new guys coming in, getting worked yeah. out and yeah. training room. Yeah, that,
0: too. That, too. <laughs> so, I mean, like, anyways. They've got to play your position. You're like, yeah. oh, that's Yeah, what's going on? Like, why, why right. is he here? They're cycling <laughs> these guys in. But, I mean, uh, getting off to a hot start's really important. I think they can. And I see a playoff team. Last year, they got in the, in the playoffs. And technically they were a playoff team, but nobody really thought they were gonna make noise. You know, myself included. It was gonna be tough to go down there and win. I thought that game could have been closer. But Uh, week 10, Carson to Philly uh, in a commander's uniform. Again, this is the recency bias, but in the age of the internet, it's kinda hyped this matchup up. What's the more anticipated homecoming, T.O. or Carson? (laughs)
5: <laughs> um t.o probably because yeah. t.o was that type of lightning rod type of yeah. dude but remember carson was slated to be the savior literally the savior of this organization yeah. going from the situation with chip and all the other stuff to carson being the guy making all the moves to be up to to, to get him in the second pick overall um and it just didn't work out in the way that he kind of left town left a lot of uh, bad taste in a lot of fans' mouths. And so uh, they're excited. I'm sure the fans are excited to get a piece of Carson um, in Philadelphia. Of course, they're going to do what we do here. We're going to welcome him with some booze and things like that. But I would expect Carson would be expecting that. He, he, he's he been around the league long enough. You know, for, for Carson, when you look at the guy that has all the talent in the world, physical talent, uh, strong, mobile, can throw the ball, for, for him to be in his third city in, in three years – has to be tough. He has to find his way. We talk about guys getting confidence early. He has to find his way early down there in D.C. Or it can get ugly for him mm. down there in D.C. as well. And so, you know, it, it's going to be an, a great opportunity for the fans to show how they feel about Carson. And, and I wouldn't expect them to treat him any differently than they than they normally do visitors.
0: Is Gibson the best running back in the division this year?
5: Super talented. The best in the division? No. I mean, I, 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 I would put him... I I still think Saquon has so much talent. I don't know that their offensive line is good enough. I think he's just super talented. Such a
0: shame. Such a shame, dude. Because I I remember playing him in New York and thinking, this is one of the best running backs I've ever seen like in my time on a football field. Mm -hmm. The cuts he was Mm -hmm. making, the power he runs with, the agility. But it's such a context-dependent position.
5: Yep. Not very many people can make the first man miss all the time. He does that often. He can outrun, outrun people to the edge. He can run with power if he wants to. He catches the ball out. There's just not many people that can do it all. But when you draft the running back before you fix the offensive line, before you fix the defense, it, it's just a waste, in, uh, a waste of draft picks. So I, I love Saquon. I love the combination of Zeke and Tony Pollard in Dallas. I, I think they, they have a great one-two punch. Miles Sanders, when I watch him, as a running back, has talent, uh, he hasn't been consistent enough for me. If he can be healthy and you combine him getting better, I, I think he has a chance. But Antonio Gibson, to your point, has the ability to run hard. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can do so many different things for that offense. And now you have a quarterback that can throw the ball, stress the field, that opens up things a little bit more for him. So I I don't have no problem putting him. He's not the best running back in the in the league. I mean, in the division, but he's certainly one of the top running backs in, the, in that division.
0: Yeah, I love Miles Sanders. It's just something that he hasn't been able to kind of cross that threshold into, as you said, like yeah. consistent uh, quality yeah. play. But I, I really like the kid. He reminds me in dual threat way of like some great players that played before him. If he can get it together, he can kind of be yeah. a guy that can do everything for him. So last question, uh, are the Cowboys retooling or are they like Super Bowl contenders this year?
5: I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. I've actually picked them to be Super Bowl contenders the last couple of years. Um, And it's it's, it's the same. I think they probably have less talent this year. They can't figure it out. They're the Cowboys. They just can't figure it out. You have all the talent in the world. and can't figure it out. Um, They beat the bad teams pretty well. They cannot compete with the good teams. And to me, that starts to feel like organizational issues, some personnel issues. And because of that, you know, as, as good as they seem on paper, when you, when you get them on the field, they just don't compete the way that they should compete. Um, and, and because of that, I, I don't even have a winning in the division. Right. I, I think Eagles probably have a really good chance of winning this division. Um, if they go out there and get some good play from Jalen hurts.
2: I got one more. Yeah. Do you think T.O. can make a team this year?
5: <laughs> I love T.O. <laughs> <laughs> you know how he's going to answer <laughs> this do. question then. I love T.O. Yeah. Listen, I knew my career was over when I was 30, right? T.O. is 48, 40, 48 or so, I think 45, eight, something to that effect. It, it, you can't make teams at this age. I, you know, It's just too hard. This is a young man's game. You guys know it better than me. And, and, and listen, you can be as healthy as you want at the end of your career. You still know that it's a young man's game. Just just too hard on your body to be able to make a team. I, I, I love the fact that he's still willing to go out there and put himself out there to try to make a team and, and, and continue to train. I just don't know how he does it.
2: What about what well, you don't, – you don't think it could be like a basketball situation, how basketball they go back and grab a vet? You don't think that can be valuable? Do you, want him to, do he you think, doesn't want to be Do you Udonis think, Haslam, do you think that could no. be <laughs> – that on. could be valuable for a team? Well, we're, 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 we're that's what they tried to happen. do with me. They tried to, we, to, you we, you the yes, to, to do with me. Year me. Me. 12.
0: They were like, yeah. hey, come back. You can be Udonis Haslam. And I'm the – I was like, man, the odontism <laughs> doesn't get hit every day. No, he does, That's he the cool thing about being a vet in the NBA. It. It's not fucking cool <laughs> to be a vet in the NFL. Right. If they're not gonna, if, yeah, dude. So.
5: I think, I think, I think, T.O. again, super talented. It's just too hard, man. Yeah.
0: Too hard. Yeah, it's too hard, man. Let's just <laughs> sit back, huh? All right, Brian, where can we catch you this year? You were a 97.5. Where were you at, man?
5: Yeah, 97.5. You know, the biggest thing that I'm focused on this year is building up my foundation. We're doing a bunch of TV and radio stuff. And I absolutely love doing that. But building my foundation, the Brian Westwood Foundation, which really is focused on empowering youth, giving them different avenues to success. Some is going to be school. Listen, some, if you want to go to school and learn, that's great. If you want to stop school after high school, be an entrepreneur, figure things out, figure out life, that's awesome. If you just want to go get a skill set, be a carpenter, carpenter, be an electrician, be a mechanic, that's cool too. Just figure out what that path is and access that path to be successful. That's what we're doing. The other thing we're doing, I'm doing here uh, is the Underdog Venture Team. We're building a business, a branding studio that goes out there and helps to build your brand. So we help with startups. We help figure out a way uh, to make your startup successful, you know, whether it's advisory. And and here's a good thing about what we're doing with some of the startups. 66% of our startups will be either female-led or minority-led startups. So we're we're building everything around that. We have all the support system, all the services around uh, the starters that you're going to need. You're going to need digital work, uh, technology work with our next league partners. You're going to need sponsorships. you need going to advertise. You're going to need branding. We have everything that any company is going to need uh, to be successful. Um, and so we also, and this is most importantly for former athletes, I'm heading up the Athlete Entrepreneur Network. What the biggest issue for former athletes is after their career is over, How do they transition? Yeah. Chris, you've had a great transition, right? On the surface. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. We're all struggling
0: to get it, you know, like to stick that landing because it's hard, man.
5: That's what, that's what we want to help, especially if you want to go into the business field. We want to give you the education so that you can sit in these board meetings and you can understand what they're talking about, some of the terminology, things like that. We also want to be able to connect the dots with other thought leaders and build and expand that network. And if we can do that, we know that we can teach you how to be successful, obviously giving you an avenue of startups as well. And so we're, we're certainly doing that. That's underdog venture team. We're excited to work with all uh, the professionals that we work with. Um, and we're deciding to work with the teams as well. So two I'm par- looking forward to Two that.
0: parting shots for Brian. First off, I think that's awesome because mm-hmm. it echoes a sentiment of what I've always talked about, which is that the leadership and the skills you learn in football are definitely applicable after football, but you need to yeah. fine tune them. You know, yeah, it's sure. not like walking into a locker room when you walk into corporate America. piece I mean, puzzle. Yeah, there's a lot that you have to kind of like fine tune to get to where you were as a football player in the business world. From that standpoint. And then, second, I'll always appreciate Brian because I had a a dinner uh, for my charity, New Guy in Philly, the whole thing uh, when I was in Philly. And, uh, you know, he was one of the people that showed up. But when you look around the room and you got an Eagles legend like that that just steps up for a new guy, you know, not just my teammates, but Brian. So I appreciate that, man. So let me know how I can return the favor and congratulations on all the new ventures, man.
5: Hey thank you so much chris I and, I and I gotta tell you this, man. When I went to that dinner, I didn't know anything about your foundation, but that whole water boys i mean that that touched my heart because listen, you know we're 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 blessed, man, we're blessed to be able to do what we do we We don't necessarily you know have to get outside of our comfort zone to help people at all. But you purposely went outside your comfort zone. You purposely donated your donated your entire year salary that year. Mm-hmm. You purposely said, listen, there are some people that will never get the help or attention if I'm not standing here, mm-hmm. if I'm not doing the different things. And you got so many of our brothers, football players, professionals, uh, families, businesses involved. I have people from Villanova. Because I know that one of the people at Villanova, Hezekiah Lewis, built a water well with, with your guys and your company. They raised money and all those yes. different things. Yeah. Of course, your dad went to Villanova yeah. as well. And they are coming to me applauding you and what you're doing I mean, several so, so many different things that you're doing. So I, we appreciate you. We're thankful. And again, as leaders, it doesn't just have to be on the football field. Yeah, it doesn't no have problem. to be just in business. We can lead in so many different ways. And I appreciate the way that you're leading as well, man. Continue to do that.
0: Thank you, man. It means a lot. Brian Westbrook, one of the all-time greats, uh, one of those guys that could be on just about anybody's Mount Rushmore. So we'll see what the fans say about this segment. <laughs> B, thank you very much. All right, guys, thanks, man. Take All care, right, dude. All right, so uh, off I go, and uh, we'll see. I don't, I don't know what Tuesday holds. We don't, I don't know who we have. Reed, I don't we know. We
1: might have somebody Banks. We mm. might stumble into somebody. We get lucky here.
0: I might meet somebody at the beach that I want to interview. That's right. Maybe I'll get shit faced Sunday. Alright, so if you know my wife, and you didn't used to date her or something, text her and tell her, if you're listening to the pod and you're friends with my wife, be like, really do a drunk pod with Chris in, uh, in Ocean City. Like, we would do numbers, huh? It's, 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 it's high time. It's about time that Meg comes on the pod,
1: man. Agreed. <laughs> you know, why are you trying I'm gonna to I'm going to post that?
0: a picture of my wife every day like why, Will Compton why? versus yeah, Rich yeah. Eisen.
1: That's why, like, the way. You I should post to. that until she realizes it. I don't know if she's on Twitter <laughs> she's not, or not. She's button. not online. So
2: have you thought about the best worst case scenario of you doing that? What's the worst case? That, like, she takes all of our ratings through the roof. Like, like, and that you have to have her on. I have no leverage. And, and yeah. she, she is going yeah. to have to be here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the, and the worst thing is if she knows that, then she, then she just like, like, no, like she threatens to go to Barstool, get a deal with Barstool. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst case scenario. Some leverage,
0: yo, you never know. She's not leaving. <laughs> she can't work for somebody else. <laughs> And yeah, if you know her, text her and tell her to come on the pod. All right, we'll see you all Tuesday.